You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. By El Paso Orthopedic Specialists, El Paso Water, Emergence Health Network, by Expert HVAC and Refrigeration, Firehouse Subs, Franklin Building Materials, by the Holiday Inn El Paso West, Sumlin Park, Hudson's Grill, Hunt Companies, by IPS Commercial Electric, Jack in the Box, Las Palmas Del Sol Healthcare, by Longhorn Distributing, Millican Construction, Moon Tower Sports Bar, by PC Automated Controls, Pepsi, Speaking Rock, by Sunflower Bank, Superior Copy Machine, Machines, Tropicana Homes, by Truly Nolan, United Rentals, and by Wind Supply of El Paso. Join us next time for more UTEP football on the home of the Miners, 600 ESPN El Paso. This is Steve Kaplowitz, and 600 ESPN El Paso has a great way for you to enjoy sports talk on demand. Download our show by subscribing to the free 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts on your Apple or Google Play device. After that, you can enjoy the best of sports talk each day delivered commercial-free to your phone or tablet. That's right, all the best calls, interviews, and insight with the touch of a button so you never miss a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts. El Paso sun and temperatures have been tough on vehicle care. So shop where the professionals shop at Longhorn Distributing. We're located two blocks south of I-10 at 5516 East Paisano in the middle of El Paso with parking in the back of the store. You'll find everything you need to care for your car or truck at wholesale prices. Chemicals both ready to use or concentrated. Hotsey pressure washers for serious cleaning. Parts and accessories. Longhorn has it all. So drop on by and check us out. Longhorn Distributing. El Paso TNR is a 501c3 nonprofit advocacy group that practices trap neuter return TNR of feral cats. Older cats born homeless and never exposed to humans are considered feral and commonly have a mistrust of people. They are not dangerous or mean. El Paso has a large population of community cats, and El Paso TNR's efforts are to help minimize the overpopulation of unowned cats. Just one fixed cat can prevent eight new kittens per year. Follow El Paso TNR on Facebook and Instagram to learn more and find out how you can support their humane efforts at El Paso TNR. It's the fourth quarter and the clock is winding down. Who are you trusting to win your team the championship? In football, teams trust coaches and captains to guide them on the field. Off the field, put your trust in the Oscar Adietta Agency to guide you through the best insurance bundles for your needs. Contact our friendly staff about putting together a customized auto, home, and life proposal for you today. Team up with the Oscar Adietta Agency today. Visit OscarAdiettaAgency.com or call them at 915 400 6,000. You've outdone yourself with these tailgate supplies. Thanks. By the way, you won't believe how all this is affordable. Really? How? Fantastic deal on a spacious mobile home from New Start Homes. So much better than paying a mortgage with all the high property taxes. A new mobile home? But my credit and I've rented all my life. New Start Homes has options for everyone, regardless of credit history. Kick off the season with New Start Homes. No credit, no worries. From Texas to New Mexico, it's time to score with New Start Homes. Visit them at New Start Homes. Serving the Paso del Norte community for over 50 years, Superior Copy offers best-in-class business technology solutions and services to help businesses succeed and grow. Superior's hardware and software solutions and managed print and IT services help maximize cost savings, empower data-driven decision-making, and minimize environmental impact. Superior is your go-to partner for any business looking to thrive in our tech-driven, data-driven world. Call Superior at 915-533-9821. Find them online at superiorcopymachines.com. 
Go Miners! UTEP football fans, it's time for another season of Miner Talk. After every UTEP football game, catch Miner Talk with me, Adrian Bratis, along with Sal Montes and Zay Galindo. Call in at 915-505-6009 to give your thoughts on the Miner game. Interact with the show by downloading our free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and catch Miner Talk on demand wherever you listen to podcasts. Miner Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. 90 degrees? Bring it. 100 degree temperatures? Bring it. No matter how extreme the temperature gets, you can stay cool and comfortable with Champion Momentum Premium Residential Systems. Every Champion unit is designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States. Visit the Find a Dealer tab to locate your nearest local Champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com and learn how you can significantly reduce your energy costs. Wind Supply El Paso is a proud supporter of UTEP Athletics. Go Miners! As Lieutenant Governor for the Isla del Sur Pueblo, we are pleased to have partnered with UTEP Athletics this year as an official sponsor of the Miners. I would also like to take this opportunity and invite you to join us and experience our native Pueblo culture at our reservation right here in El Paso. Go Miners! The following is an exclusive presentation of Team 600 ESPN El Paso. It's time for Minor Talk with Adrian Broadus, Sal Montes, and Zay Galindo. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency, Classic Elegance Coaches, the District Pub and Kitchen, Wind Supply El Paso, and New Start Homes. Call into the show at 915-505-609 or interact with the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. Here's your host, Adrian Broadus. All right, Minor Talk is live. We are presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency with four locations across El Paso from the west side all the way out to Fabens. Trust the Oscar Arieta Agency for all your home, auto, and life insurance needs. Minor Talk is underway live at the District West. I uh, I can't even uh, begin to say what happened today. Jacksonville State defeated UTEP 17-14. to Unprecedented. Uh, if you are, you know, a UTEP fan of been following this program for a while but this is one of those things guys i'll send it back to you all in the studio this is one of those losses that's going to sting for the minor faithful uh for a long time we are live here at the district we had an unbelievable watch party the whole place was absolutely packed there was not a single seat in the building available and it was just a great great experience the entire way through but i i'm just so shocked that we are talking today about a loss for the Miners against Jacksonville State following a third and one possession in which the Miners had an opportunity to run the ball. Instead, it was Gavin Hardison throwing the ball. Kelly Akari had a chance to catch it, but he dropped it. Actually, you can give a lot of credit to the defensive back on that one. But then on fourth down, instead of running the the ball, instead of kicking the field goal to tie the game with Buzz uh, Flaviano, UTEP ended up going off and ended up doing this thing where what they did on their side, they passed it. They threw it. And it was Kelly Akari's uh, drop that resulted in the Miners falling in this one. Uh, Well, uh, excuse me, Kelly Akari was open. 
But uh, Gavin Hardison didn't throw it his way. He threw an interception instead to close out the game, and that's how this one ended. Jacksonville State defeated them 17-14. to That is the finish. Minor Talk is live here at the District West. Come on down. 99-cent wings happening all night long, along with all the great drink specials. I'll send it back to the studio. Our co-host, Sal Montes, Zay Galindo, here on the show as well. Sal, we'll start with you here as well. Oh, man, it's just a heartbreaker for UTEP fans. It's a big heartbreaker, Adrian, uh, especially when the expectations are so high for this team. Um, for, for those with high expectations, I don't think they, they fathomed at all losing to Jacksonville State. You know, factoring in this being their first game as an FBS member, you know, all of those those different, uh, you know, fun you know anecdotes that you want to put out there uh, can be applied. But not a lot of people expected this. And the frustrating part is you can look back at previous years and now it's like they have a game like this for just about every week of a season, so to speak. So, you know, this this year it's week one. Last year was, you know, what, week 14 or week 12, whatever the case was. They've seen this movie before. So I, I think that's the frustrating part for the fans. Most definitely. Zay, I'm going to throw it your way in just a little bit. Guys, I'm going to have to head back to the station, unfortunately. Um, We have El Paso Chihuahuas baseball going tonight. We have Dallas Cowboys preseason football going on tonight. And unfortunately, in my ear, all I hear is Tim Haggerty on the call for the El Paso Chihuahuas. And unfortunately, I won't be able to listen to any of the phone calls coming my way. So it's no problem at all. What I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to go ahead and read some tweets that are coming our way on 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, or I should say formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. But regardless, let's read some tweets, let's have some minor talk, and let's open up the phone lines as well. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009 to get into the program. Also, 600 ESPN El Paso, wherever you're checking out social media, 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. Uh, I will uh, go ahead and read out some tweets right now. Then we're going to take an early break. I'm going to head back to the studio. I'm going to send it back to Zay and and Sal as well to hang in for us on a few segments going back and forth. And then as I make my way back over, it shouldn't be long, uh, the guys will hold down the fort. But uh, let's read some tweets to get things started. Let's start off with Carlos Becerra. You have Deion Hankins, a big-bodied back, and you throw a pass on fourth and one? Hardison played a great game, but on fourth and one, you don't attempt a pass. This one is coming from Andrew. Here we go again. Same story, different year. This one coming in from VIP Lounge EP. Fire Jim Center. Fire Dana Dimmel immediately. Ant Flo at Break Them Ankles 22 tweets the program. He says Center uh, doesn't have the blank. The president doesn't give a blank about sports, so the city is screwed. Jacob Leonard tweeting the show. Did Pete Carroll call Dana Dimmel and tell him to throw the ball on fourth down? Absolutely awful play calling. Not looking forward to the rest of the season. Lucky if we get four to five wins. Andrew TX at 87 BPM. He tweets the show. Heartbreak? More like headache. Come on, Coach Dana Dimmel. Uh, The official ninth notch boys tweeted into the program. Horrendous. That is what they say. Uh, Carlos B says... This loss is 100% on the coaching staff. Hashtag Fire Dimmel. If you want to connect with us here on the program, give us a call. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009 to get into the program. You could also 
message us on our free mobile app. That is on 600 ESPN El Paso, our free mobile app powered by First American Bank. Shane uh, messaged us on our app. If Dimmel had his hands on the quarterback position this offseason, he needs to be fired. Three turnovers all on the quarterback. Horrible play calling at the end of the game, averaging five yards a run in the second half and throw two horrible throws. Gavin Hardison sucks. Same quarterback, only completing 50% of his passes. That's coming from Shane in El Paso. He messaged us on our free mobile app. This is also coming uh, from uh, Robert. He was talking about uh, conference expansion. We'll keep it to minor uh, conversation here. But what we're going to do here, we are live at the district, Pub and Kitchen West. Come on out. Take advantage of all the great drink specials, the 99-cent boneless wings. They've got two seventy-five on domestics. They've got great drink specials happening all night long. And, of course, that is all happening here at the district, Pub and Kitchen, the home of the Minor Talk Watch Party which we are so fired up about. Thanks again to the Minor Mafia for being out here today supporting us. Thanks to every Minor Talk listener who is out here as well. Uh, I just uh, can't thank them enough for doing for uh, coming out and showing up in numbers. It was just a fantastic night. It was great to meet all of you, and, uh, yeah, it was just a great experience to be out here. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to send it back to the studio. Sal and Zay are going to cover for me right yeah, now. And, should be back in about 10, and, 15 minutes. And then as soon as we get to the uh, – as soon as I get back uh, on air, we will continue. Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, live at the District Pub and Kitchen. We'll be back right after this on 600 ESPN El Paso. And, and also, too, if you're calling, we'll get to you as soon as uh, we get Adrian in studio. You're listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency on 600 ESPN El Paso. The beach is calling. Dead Beach Brewery, the home of El Paso's craft beer, is here to serve you. Dead Beach proudly makes local craft beer here in El Paso, Texas. Now you can purchase Dead Beach six-packs at local stores near you. Try the Chuco Lager, Dead Beach IPA, Abuela Stout, Brown Bonnie, Chihuahua Jefe, and Dead Beach Lager in brand new cans. Check out a full list of stores at deadbeach.com. Dead Beach Brewery, by El Paso, for El Paso. Proud sponsor of UTEP Football. Hey everybody, it's Charlie Clark from Charlie Clark Nissan, El Paso, Juarez, Nuevo Mexico. I've got a great announcement. Charlie Clark Nissan is a proud sponsor of UTEP Minor Sports, which means we need to be your top pick. Go Miners, remember, we're the only dealer that's going to give you these three things. Nana's warranty for life, oil changes for life, and car washes for life. And if we don't do what we promise, Nana pow pow. And I don't want pow pow. ¿Qué más quieres? Dame chance. Charlie Clark Nissan. Orale. <laughs> Our El Paso sun and temperatures have been tough on vehicle care. So shop where the professionals shop at Longhorn Distributing. We're located two blocks south of I-10 at 5516 East Paisano in the middle of El Paso with parking in the back of the store. You'll find everything you need to care for your car or truck at wholesale prices. Chemicals both ready to use or concentrated. Potsy pressure washers for serious cleaning. Parts and accessories. Longhorn has it all. So drop on by and check us out. Longhorn Distributing. My wife works with pottery. Watching her shape clay, it's like nothing can stop her. Except for that day when she suffered a stroke. Her arm went limp. She had trouble speaking, and her face drooped to one side. I recognized the signs of a stroke and rushed her to the experts at the Stroke Center of Las Palmas del Sol Healthcare. Thank goodness I got her there when I did. They told me that time lost can mean brain lost. They got her the care she needed quickly and compassionately. 
It's been six months since then, and Las Palmas del Sol Healthcare has helped her make a speedy recovery. Now that I have the use of my arm back, I'm finally making that fluted vase. I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad we chose Las Palmas del Sol Healthcare ER. For strokes and second chances, see the experts at the accredited stroke centers at Las Palmas del Sol Healthcare. Learn to recognize the signs of a stroke at ElPasoER.com. Welcome back to Mitre Talk. Sal Montes here along with Zay Galindo. Adrian Broadus, the man of the hour, heading over. He'll be here shortly. We're just experiencing some, um, no pun intended, some minor technical difficulties with uh, a lot of simultaneous broadcasts going on at the same time. But thank you for tuning in. This is Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Allstate Agency. Uh, Chihuahua's baseball going on right now on 93.1 KISS FM, our sister station. And uh, Zay Dallas Cowboys on KLAQ. Just a regular day here at Town Square Media, right? Sure is. Sure is. Hey, Sal has been running back and forth. <laughs> He's been getting everything right now. He looks like uh, he looks like Kobe in the finals. Oh, man, thank you. Um, that That's very kind of you. I, I don't think I'll be as good at anything as Kobe was. If I'm like 1% as good of a... Um, of, uh, shooter i guess you know with, with my paper towels and whatnot maybe i could enter some contests and uh, you know pay homage but yeah zay it's been crazy but uh crazy enough though uh fans on a roller coaster pretty much all game 17 to 14 jacksonville state defeating the utep miners a lot to get to a lot to talk about and um, speaking of that, you can give us a call to get in on the show, 915-505-6009. We have uh, Adrian calling in. And uh, Adrian, what's going on, man? What are your takeaways from this uh, loss 17-14 to to Jacksonville State? There we go. <laughs> Let me see. Zay, you got it. If not, I could do it. Let's see here. All right, Adrian, do we have you on the line? No? Okay, one moment. Hang on. We'll uh, we'll get you right up. But um Zay, 17 to 14, a lot to get to and yeah, we'll get uh we'll get Adrian on. We have him already? Oh, perfect. All right. Adrian, what's going on? What are your takeaways from the game? Hey guys, how you doing? Calling from Fort Worth. How are you? Oh man, we're uh, we're at it, man. It's a busy day over here, but uh, you know, fan wise, so to speak, uh, definitely a disappointing loss. Uh, what are, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, first of all, a couple of takeaways. One, that's an inexcusable loss. I mean, it's just inexcusable. Um, the play calling was just horrific the entire game. Um, Hardison has been there five years. He knows better, and there the expectation should have been higher. Uh, than than what what he showed this evening and and uh, two picks, um, I mean you expect something better out of a fifth year senior that's been in this program for as long as he has, so that was a major disappointment for me was just his play. Um, the other thing was the play calling. The play calling was very very predictable the entire game. Uh, a lot of a lot of runs on first and second down, and you know they weren't pushing the the ball down yeah. the field. Uh, you got a kid like Tyron Smith. You got to push the ball down the field, and they just weren't doing that. And they became very predictable, 
uh, and they just sat on routes and they they just knew how to they just knew how to defend them this evening and you know the you know, people talk about that fourth down play. Let's go back mm-hmm. to the third down play. The third down play was third and one. So you had two shots at getting a first down with an offensive line that outweighed them by 30 pounds by 30 with pounds, Hankins yep. in the background. Uh, I mean, it's it's just the play calling is horrific, and it's unexcusable to lose this game that you've prepared all offseason for and in the manner that you lost it in. To me, in my opinion, I've been watching minor football for 35 years. That's inexcusable. It's just flat out inexcusable. Yeah, I think one of the more frustrating parts, too, is that if you ask anybody who's been watching this team, uh, basically since uh, Dimmel's tenure here, and they say, what is the identity of the team? Like, what is their bread and butter, so to speak? About year in and year out, you could say the O-line and then the run game. And, And I think two parts in this game they really needed to do it one was to close out the first half and they basically sent a message saying hey our bread and butter is the run game everybody knows what we're going to do but this is what we do best and we're going to do it and they wound up scoring the touchdown now I'm not saying that they would not have gotten stopped but they didn't show that same type of um, mentality so to speak when the game was on the line because at that point in the first half to close out what the final five seconds or so that was the same feeling or, or close to it. It wasn't exactly end of game, but it was about as close to it as you could get, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, I'll just finish with this. And, 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 you know, what kind of message does that send to your offensive line? If you've got a veteran offensive line, as veteran as these guys are, 138 some, some odd starts together, mm-hmm. what kind of message does that send to an offensive line that it's, it's third and one, fourth and one, it's crunch time, we're going to lean on you guys, but to throw it, back-to-back downs to lose the game that sends a very very bad message to your offensive line and he needs to be Dana Dibble needs to be really careful that he does not lose that locker that locker room this early in the Mm -hmm. season because that will that will make an imprint on an offensive line especially a veteran one uh, that they've been leaning on for so many years yeah thank you guys appreciate it you got it agent thank you so much for uh for calling in and uh know some good points there he, he brings up you know the message about um what does this send to um to the o-line and what is the vibe going to be like in the locker room i'll let you know we don't know uh but you know for all we know this could be game one of a very long season and they're already looking ahead to an incarnate word at least that's the uh, that's the type of vibe that we were getting from the uh, the post game show but incarnate word coming up and as frustrating as this game was and we won't look ahead too too much uh but you gotta have that type of mentality yeah be pissed off but now there's nothing you could do about it get ready for incarnate word and you know, see where you go from there. But after one week and the the momentum having been shot already this early, Zay, um, how hard is it to come back from that? It's going to be hard. We saw last year they didn't really respond well to losing to North Texas, right? Of course, they, they, they got the win over New Mexico State, but even that was too close for comfort. You know, and mm-hmm. then you, you can talk about the losses to New Mexico, the Oklahoma loss, which, you know, we're not really going to count that, but still. The loss in New Mexico, that's one thing that, that really sticks in my mind. So uh, it'll be really tough for this team to rebound from a loss like this. No, yeah. And, I mean, they, they have no better chance at doing that than against Incarnate Word as well. So as frustrating as this game was, and everybody's frustrated, um, now it's time for uh, for Incarnate Word coming up this next week. But we'll do some previews on that as um, as we go further along. But just to kind of bring out some, um, some stats uh, – you know, here with this game, eight different receivers uh, with the reception today or eight guys catching the ball, so to speak, not all receivers. I do like the um, 
the spread around their guys getting involved. But I think ultimately, as great as it is to move the ball, which was tough tonight, um, you got to seal the deal in the red zone. So we'll, we'll have a lot more on that. But we have Enrique on line one. Enrique, you're tuned in on Minor Talk. What's going on? Hey, um, so I know I called it 4-0, and and now I'm just going to call it, say, 3-1. 3-1. Hey, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's, now, it's just yeah. a phrase. Uh, it's a very heartbreaking loss. I was very excited for this game. It was. It's been a long time since I've been so excited for a minor game. But just just the way we lost today really just, I feel, put us back. I was watching the statistic. We have at least 30 pounds on our offensive mm-hmm. line to their defensive line. There's no reason why we should have we should not have been able to run the ball down their throats. And then I'm just really disappointed in Hardison. I, if Adrian was there, he'd tell you how much I don't like Hardison as our QB. If I had it my way, I'd have McNamara behind the helm. McNamara, yeah. But but there's there's a lot of glistens of light, a lot of silver linings. You know, we were able to move the ball at least what I saw pretty well. Um, we had a lot of chances to score, and it was unfortunate that first quarter, or that first drive touchdown got taken away. But yeah. it goes to show you, like, we need to sling it out there. We need to throw it out there. I get it. Um, Dana's a, one of those hardcore, old-school uh, quarterback uh, run-first coaches. But run it, establish the pass, and then just throw it down and then just keep mixing it up. There was no mixing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the thing that I kind of get hung up on, too, is um, people say that the, the play calling is very predictable. However, when the game's on the line, what what you do predict happens, uh, you know, the opposite way, so to speak. So everybody knows that the bread and butter is the, the O-line and the run game, and they showed that to close out the, uh, the end of the first half, which kind of made me believe, okay, maybe the tide is turning a bit. But when they had a chance, um, you know, to – basically dig themselves out of that hole and take the lead in the game or have a better chance of it, they shied away from it. And I think that's the frustrating part, too, is um, this is something that we've seen before. It's, it's not just a, it's not just about seeing it once. you got to see it when it matters throughout the game. And tough part is there were a lot of plays and, and parts in this game that took part of what you would call important moments, and they didn't do well in the majority of those. No, and I think another thing, too, is, like you said, the same mistakes. I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot of the same mistakes that are made from last year, this year already. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same mistakes McNamara, he gets if you put pressure on him, he makes mistakes. All the turnovers were from, from Hardison. Mm. No, it's definitely a tough one, and uh, we do appreciate the call. Uh, we'll definitely uh, look forward to hearing from you throughout the season. Thank you for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, another uh, frustrating loss today. And Zay, a lot of uh, a lot of the talk is the same kind of theme. Hey, run the ball when it's that fourth and one, third and one, whatever the case is. Do what you do best. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really disappointing. And I'm going to go back to something that you said right now. You know, they come out of the half. They have momentum. They have the ball. They're putting together, you know, what seems to be a good drive. Yes. And Hardison throws an interception. So that was really disappointing for me. You know, I I went out and got the, the Papa John's. I'm listening to the radio, <laughs> you know. so Zay's a real one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so we'll, it, was, we'll in, yeah. it was disappointing to hear that Hardison had thrown an interception. You know, you have momentum on your side. And just like that, it was gone. And UTEP, once again, with chance to dig 
themselves out of a hole they they put themselves mm-hmm. into. They just went deeper. So it's just yeah. a rough, rough time to be a minor fan. Definitely. And uh, what else is rough too is that uh, we got to take a break. But what's happy about that part though is uh, Adrian Broadus just stepped back in the building. We'll be getting him on shortly to uh, take control. Hopefully, we we did well and we don't get grounded. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh man, all, all love to Adrian. But yeah, we're gonna take a break here and uh, we'll come back once again. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. We look forward to hearing your calls. And you're listening to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arrieta Allstate Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Your home office setup is amazing. How did you pull it off? Thanks. I actually bought a tiny home from New Start Homes. It's transformed my work-life balance. A tiny home? But how can you fit all your things inside? Tiny home is just a name. New Start Homes was able to customize this space to exactly what I needed. A kitchen, my own bedroom, and even this living space. Elevate your remote work experience with New Start Homes. From just $75 per square foot, they redefine the way you work and live. From El Paso to Las Cruces, discover the difference with New Start Homes online at newstarthomes.net. Howdy, Lauren Hodges of Longhorn Distributing, proud supporters of UTEP football and coach Dana Demmel. As we begin our 30th year of supplying top-of-the-line detail products, we invite you to our store at 5516 East Paisano in the middle of El Paso. Longhorn Distributing is also the only distributor of hot seat pressure washers in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. Both hot and cold and trailer-mounted pressure washers, plus a factory-trained service department to back it up. Drop on by at Longhorn Distributing. It's the fourth quarter and the clock is winding down. Who are you trusting to win your team the championship? In football, teams trust coaches and captains to guide them on the field. Off the field, put your trust in the Oscar Arrieta Agency to guide you through the best insurance bundles for your needs. Contact our friendly staff about putting together a customized auto, home, and life proposal for you today. Team up with the Oscar Arrieta Agency today. Visit OscarArrietaAgency.com or call them at 915-400-6000. This is Steve Kaplowitz and 600 ESPN El Paso has a great way for you to enjoy sports talk on demand. Download our show by subscribing to the free 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts on your Apple or Google Play device. After that, you can enjoy the best of sports talk each day delivered commercial-free to your phone or tablet. That's right, all the best calls, interviews, and insight with the touch of a button so you never miss a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts. You've outdone yourself with these tailgate supplies. Thanks. By the way, you won't believe how all this is affordable. Really? How? Fantastic deal on a spacious mobile home from New Start Homes. So much better than paying a mortgage with all the high property taxes. A new mobile home? But my credit and I've rented all my life. New Start Homes has options for everyone, regardless of credit history. Kick off the season with New Start Homes. No credit, no worries. From Texas to New Mexico, it's time to score with New Start Homes. Visit them at newstarthomes.net. 90 degrees, bring it. 100 degree temperatures, bring it. No matter how extreme the temperature gets, you can stay cool and comfortable with Champion Momentum Premium Residential Systems. Every Champion unit is designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States. Visit the Find a Dealer tab to locate your nearest local Champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com and learn how you can significantly reduce your energy costs. Wind Supply El Paso is a proud supporter of UTEP Athletics. Go Miners! 600 ESPN. El Paso. You know, you, you make me feel so good. All right, we are here. It is Minor Talk. I am back in our River Oaks property, Schoolyard Sports Studios. Uh, I just want to quick open with uh, the guys here because I couldn't hear them the last time I was I was talking to them. Um, 
Guys, I, I don't even know where to begin with. This is absolute madness. I have such a bittersweet feeling right now because right now I'm glowing because of the attendance that we had out at the district pub and, and uh, kitchen west here uh, by the university. The entire place was absolutely packed. I mean, there was not a single table. In fact, my family showed up, uh, my wife, Alyssa, and of course, uh, my mother-in-law, Cindy, they showed up and there was no tables. There was no place for them to sit. I mean, but that's how packed it was. And and they showed up at like 3.30, dude. So I'm just so appreciative of everybody who showed up today. I'm really appreciative of the Minor Talk faithful and everybody who supported this show uh, since its inception. I mean, Sal and I have been doing this really since, uh, you know, five seasons ago. And we've dealt with the worst games. We've dealt with the close games. We've dealt with the good wins, albeit few. uh, But we've dealt with all of them. And, you know, to be in a location where everybody's watching the game and they're there and, you know, you invited them there, it it just feels like a, a great feeling. Sal, I'm sad that you didn't get a chance to go out there. We'll have uh, 11 more of these uh, throughout the season, so there'll be plenty of opportunities. Everybody was asking about you. Everybody was asking about Zay. We had a couple people ask about Lane Frank, which was cool as well. Um, Yeah, but I mean, this is just one of those things, man, where I was so happy that we got a chance to do it. Sal, I think your mic is not working, so you might have to replug it into a different one or something like that. Um, I was so happy that we, um, you know, received that kind of support. Um, People like Esteban was there. I got a nice. chance to meet Esteban in person. He is a real person. Uh, <laughs> breaking news to Steve Kaplowitz, by the way. Uh, we were wondering earlier this week, is he a real person? Yes, he is. We were also uh, met with, uh, you know, Jason Craig showed up, Pinky showed up, Adrian showed up, Anthony showed up, Diego showed up. Uh, we had Milkman there with his 90-year-old dad, Let's which was go. amazing. Nice. Uh, the Minor Mafia was, they showed up in numbers. I'm leaving a lot of people out, but man, uh, we saw Christian. Uh, he was out there as well. He's been tweeting our show for three years, and uh, every play he came up to me and he was talking to me uh, toward the last stretch of it about what the play call was, the decision was. Uh, but the point is, is this show is not about us. It, it really isn't. It's about a minor community and like UTEP community coming together and either watching the game. They're calling in on this show either because they're frustrated or because they love minor football and they want they feel very passionate about it. So um, it makes you almost feel emotional, man. It really does because uh, we've done we did this this was just an idea of ours it was just kind of like one of those <laughs> you know I mean hey let's do minor talk right maybe a couple people will call in hey let's do a show live at the district west maybe two people will show up maybe 20 people will show up whole place was packed man that's awesome man no I, I saw the video that you put up uh, on the Hankins touchdown and you know the, the caption says you know like um, I think fans are just relieved that they scored and I'm watching it like holy cow that's one that's a lot of people in there but two you could just tell the um, the anticipation of uh, of them for that touchdown, but the joy that they got hearing that touchdown. So having everybody in unison, man, like there's minor faithful out there, I know. And, and to know that one, they tune, they take time out of their day. No matter how the game went, they could, you know, talk to their family about the game, but they want to tune in and uh, hang out with us. So uh, we do appreciate you guys. And, uh, man, man I, I look forward to being there uh, next time. I don't know 
uh, next week out, we'll do it. What? Yeah, so so we'll have we'll we'll give everybody the rundown this week on Sports Talk. Okay. What's happening next week? This upcoming week, we'll hope to do a post game show. The problem is we need to just make sure that we don't have Chihuahuas baseball, so we don't have any issues like we're bleeding through. I do know they play next weekend, so we'll just have to work out uh, um, you know the details in the schedule. But regardless, we will have pregame watch parties. We'll have show watch parties for road games, and then of course the post game show here on Minor Talk. Our telephone number nine one five five. 605-6009-600 ESPN I'll pass on Twitter. Everybody's talking about the last two plays for the UTEP football team. I get it. Maybe they could have kicked the field goal and Buzz Flabiano could have made a 45-yard uh, field goal to win the game, Zay, or at least tie the game at that point, 17-all. But this is one of those games that was just so weird. It was weird from the get-go. Uh, Jacksonville State got up 10 nothing. The Miners inched their way back. When UTEP was down, I think it was 17-14 uh, and the Miners just capped off that touchdown with the Kelly Akari touchdown I thought UTEP's winning they're gonna win it 21-17 I actually told this to Tristan Pence 21-17 UTEP's gonna close it out they'll win it and they had multiple opportunities. They could never capitalize on those opportunities. Way too many times driving into Jacksonville State territory, uh, three turnovers, a turnover on downs uh, by UTEP and a missed field goal inside Jacksonville State territory. Zay, where do we even begin with on this game? I mean, it was just, it was everything opposite of what we were fed all offseason long on the improvement of this team and, and the maturity of this program and, and uh, you know, UTEP football squad. Yeah, you know, it was very disappointing watching this team, watching this offense specifically, right? Like you said, Dana Dimmel, he spent time in the quarterback rooms, the meetings. He's been spending time with Gavin. You've gotten so much better, and he just looked like the same Gavin from the past three years, unfortunately for minor fans. And this offense looked like the same offense from the past, let's see, since 2020. I'd say 2020 was the year UTEP really, you know, they could compete. They could they can compete with teams in Conference USA. And it's been the same offense, right? If you don't get a positive uh, play on first down, you're, you're not going to you're not gonna do much on that drive, right? If you don't get over four or five yards on first down, you're probably going to end up punting, which is very disappointing to see that that hasn't changed, especially with the weapons that they have on this offense. Uh, let me pay some bills really quick and just mention that we are presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. They've got four locations in town, and they're giving away trips to see the Dallas Cowboys this season. Go up to riseup915.com. That is riseup915.com. Enter your information, and you can get a chance to go out to the Dallas Cowboys thanks to the Oscar Arieta Agency uh, here on Minor Talk. Also want to mention this. We are now um, we are going to have some awards later on in the show. Um, I know minor fans don't like when we give awards when they lose, which I completely understand, but we will have our hot hand of the game thanks to Win Supply El Paso. They are back with us for another season of Minor Talk. So appreciative of the great squad out at Win Supply El Paso for always supporting us here on Minor Talk and uh, very, very appreciative of them. Also very appreciative of New Start Homes. They are back with us. They sell mobile homes and tiny homes at their location out in Horizon. They're back with us again for another season of Minor Talk. And of course, the district, Pub and Kitchen. They did a great job uh, today hosting us. I love their location. Love the wings. Love the food. Love the drink specials they have as well. Come on out to the District West right by the university uh, throughout the season. We will have these Minor Talk watch parties. All right, let's hit the phones. I'm sorry. I had to go on a little bit of a rant, had to t- steal the mic, but let's burn through calls. And of course, we have to join our man, Augustine. Yes. He is with us right now. Augustine, good evening. Good evening, everybody. How are you? 
Hey, Adrian, and glad to have you on the show. And Sal and they great job uh, filling in. And uh, as always, and just, Thank you. you know, yeah, as always. But Adrian, that was such a good spiel, and I come on the radio. <laughs> I know. Is, come on, I mean, man. I should have had Milkman, who's right behind you instead. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know what? A disappointing start to the season. I mean, it was. I was listening because I'm in Juarez with the. They got a whole bunch of celebration with the Juan Gabriel dying about four or five years ago. I don't know, but uh, but I was listening and I was just appalled. I mean, really, with all with all the experience we've been sold and all this and that, the play calling is the same. The errors are the same. Where where is really the you know the getting better? You might have all the great players in the world, but until this coaching staff leaves. UTEP is not going to do anything. And and we saw it today with a team that UTEP was supposed to win. Be honest. I mean, yeah. all the minor fans out oh, there, yeah. we yeah. were supposed right. to win this game by, by at least, you know, 14, 16 points. And, and, and that, you know, the real travesty is that some UTEP fans are still going to defend Dana Demo, which is, we shouldn't do that. We I mean, if they really want to do something about it, Call UTEP, call them, you know, and say it. Or, or be on the be on the phone. Call Sports Talk whole week. Demand for something better. This mediocrity that this coaching staff and it proves that today is we need to get rid of it. We need to get rid of. It. Granted, he's brought some great talent in, but what talent without good coaching? Nothing. Okay, Augustine, good mic drop there. Let's keep things moving on the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We just freed up a line. Give us a call if you've been waiting to get into the program, 915-505-6009. Well, he's now here with us, and we had to welcome him on here for the first time in 2023. Uh, He has been with us since our first season of Minor Talk, and I'm talking about Ronnie. Ronnie is joining us next on the phone lines, 915-505-6009. One phone line available right now. Ronnie, good evening. What's going on, my friend? Hey, man. How are you? Uh, Ronnie, we're starting off to another season, and you're calling us about Dana Dimmel and Gavin Hardison not having a good game, which is kind of a theme of your calls here on this show. It feels like, unfortunately for UTEP football, uh, that that it happens to be the case when it's a, a game, a highly anticipated game, whatever it is, uh, that uh, those two just do not come up clutch for you uh, when you need them most. No, they do not. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I get the disappointment in minor fans and tonight. I don't know where all the fire Dana Demo is coming from because I actually said this the same season they went to the bowl and lost to Fresno, that his way, his style was not a sustainable way of winning. I said they weren't going to a bowl game last year. They didn't go, and I'm telling you now, they're not going to win this year. So I don't know why now all of a sudden people are fired Demo. I, I called this three seasons ago. Like, it's just not a sustainable way. The way that he approaches the game, the way that he has to have complete control of everything, it's just not working. And it has not worked. And so for us to sit there and think that it's going to work, I mean, once again, like you said, the formula, Dana Dimmel, Gavin Hardison, right? So a road game, that's always a disaster. Our better coach than Dana Dimmel. I mean, Rich Rodriguez has coached our five schools and you know what? He might not have had the, the success that those ADs envisioned, but the fact that he got those jobs and he was the head man, 
he's still a better coach than Dylan. Hey, real quick on that, I when they threw up the graphic that, that where it was like his former quarterbacks that he worked with, it was like Khalil Tate from Arizona, it was like Denard Robinson from Michigan. I was like, oh wait a second, these are all winners. These are like winning players. These are really good quarterbacks who won at the highest levels in college football. Granted, they didn't necessarily translate it to the professional level, but those guys are great quarterbacks. So yeah, Rich Rodriguez has a proven track record of working with some solid players. 100%. I don't even know if Demo could take this Myers team to Dallas and go beat Carter High School because it'd be a road game. I don't think he could even do that. Okay. I mean, so. Oh, man. I mean, let's be real here, man. Like, you told me in the offseason this is a winnable game. I said it's not. They've got culture. they got Rich Rod. They won 11 games last year. And guess what? The UIW game next week, <laughs> they were in the SCS semifinals last year, which means they know how to win and play. Now, I'm not saying that the Miners shouldn't beat them at home, but it ain't going to be no cupcake either, man. Like, no. this schedule is just not favorable this year for them. Well, they've yeah. got the same issues year after year. You know, Artisan's still loose with the ball. They, they, they have moments where they run and they look good, but then they have moments where they should run it and they don't. So, you know, it's, it, it's the same stuff, man. It's the same stuff year in and year out. It really so, is. Yeah. I mean, what, what's different, right? Because we had this same conversation, UTSA versus UTEP, when they blew that lead. We had a, lo- a very similar discussion when UTEP fell in their game against Fresno State, a winnable game for the Miners at yeah. the time. I thought they played an outstanding game in that PUBG New Mexico Bowl. But it seems like those mistakes that they had in those games carry over to losses like this when they had it to start off the season on the road, high expectations, and then just fall in the end due to bad play calling bad decision making and guys who where when you rely so heavily on your defense by the way defense played outstanding when you rely rely so much on the defense uh and your offense doesn't give you anything that's not a recipe for winning right there bottom line that's just a bottom line right there for UTEP football listen I told you the only way Demo was going to turn us around is if he got in the portal and got some p5 bounce backs he has to take the Deion Sanders approach and go get some dudes with been some schools that were at the p5 level had success, had success, but whatever. They've been through the rigors and they understand, you know, what it takes to play at that level. And now they're hungry because maybe they've had an opportunity snatched out of their jaws. And we keep talking about, oh, well, they've got these people coming back and they've got a veteran this, they got a veteran this. But it doesn't matter if you got a veteran quarterback. If your quarterback's not good and he's coming back, it doesn't mean he's good because he's coming back. He wasn't good when he was here. So bringing him back does not say that, oh, that's going to be a winning performance. He was not good enough. When he was here the previous year, so just that he's returning doesn't make him better than the other quarterbacks in the league. But it doesn't it doesn't change his decision making? If his decision making is subpar, if the play calling is subpar, and you bring back a quarterback again, you bring back the same coach. That's not yeah, sure they're veterans, but veterans of what? A losing culture, and that's what the miners have is a losing culture. They fold when it counts. Man, I think that's a good mic drop there. Ronnie, appreciate your call as always, man. You're the man. Uh, we'll talk to you all season long for not only football, but we'll talk to you for men's basketball as well. Absolutely. It's smooth, Adrian. Love you guys. Love you guys, man. All right, let's uh, move it along. It is Milkman, who is next, 915-505-6009. Milkman, it was great to meet you for the first time today. Uh, You are one of the Minor Talk Day One listeners as well, like Ronnie. You've been calling this show every single year. But, Milkman, this one stings a little bit more, knowing that there was a lot of hope and optimism around this UTEP football program. Oh, man, you're not kidding, maybe. This... <laughs> it's almost hard to put it into words. Um, I clearly my expectations for this season after this game uh, have kind of gone out the window. However, 
Um, you know, I heard the last caller talk about, you know, the, the talent on the team. What I, it, it wasn't the team that lost this game. I mean, the team was in it until the end and honestly should have won it. Now, I don't, I don't like, you know, saying, hey, it's the coach's fault. Like, I hear a lot of that, but I got to tell you, there is nowhere else to drop this except at the, at the coach's feet, right? I have never seen, never seen play calling this bad. I mean, you're, you're throwing it. You need this down to win the, to, to even continue the game, not lose. And you're passing it on fourth and one. And that means the game, like why you only do that if you have something in the chamber that is going to just blow their mind and you're going to score a touch. Like, why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense to me. And it wasn't even that even before that, the, the, the set of downs before that, where it was first and ten, and they run it. And then second and long, and they run it. And then now it's third and short. What do they do? Of course they pass it. So we're talking a lot about, you know, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, like, when you put it that way, it's, it really oh is unbelievable, man. Oh it, it's like, and we're talking about predictable? No, it wasn't predictable. Only if you're like, let's predict the wrong thing to do. If you were opening up a football textbook and go, what should I do in this situation? That was the absolute wrong calls on almost all of those. It was absolutely unbelievable to me. Like, I, I, I was like, I, there was a point where I was like, I was praying, look, don't pass it here. Like, it, like what, what are you, like, I'm, I'm like, don't do the dumb thing we know you're going to do. And, of course, they did it. You know what I mean? I, it was just unbelievable. I, 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 I can't even express how disappointing this was, especially since, you know, I mean, yeah, we were all expecting them to, you know, just destroy this team. However, they were in the game, and that they should have won that at the end. There was no excuse for the, for that kind of play calling. Absolutely, it doesn't even make any sense. No matter how you slice it, it doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. No, I'm with you, Milkman. I would say as well, you know, with the play calling down the stretch and the predictability and when it comes to this, the problem that I have is this is experience. Like, what about that offensive line? I thought there was zero urgency at times in the run game. What about that veteran offensive line that was returning for UTEP that just really, I thought, fell flat in this one? I agree. Where were the holes? Like, they they weren't opening holes. Like, you would think, you, you know, there was all this talk about them being veterans. And I'm like, come on, open up some of these holes. Like, what's going on? You're you're absolutely right. I, I couldn't agree more. Hey, Milkman, appreciate you and appreciate uh, seeing you today. Uh, always a great uh, time listening to you and, uh, of course, uh, calling in here on the show. Let's keep things moving here. 915-505-6009 as we get into the program. We're also available 600 ESPN El Paso wherever you, li- you are on social media and then on our free mobile app powered by First American Bank. Uh, again, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. To get into the program. Sal, uh, thoughts on these couple calls that we've had before we go to Scooter, who, by the way, Scooter, thank you for waiting, man. You've been waiting for a while. Yeah, shout out to Scooter. We'll, we'll get you on in a bit, man. But um, yeah, some of the takeaways, uh, kind of a, a lot of the same sentiments that we've heard before already, just uh, in a more eloquent way, so to speak. And, and one thing, right, because I know people could, could listen to some of these points and say, it's so hypocritical. But, but the thing is, Although the offensive line didn't do well for majority of the game, when the game is on the line, you got to do 
what is your bread and butter? And I think that's one thing that people are frustrated about, and that's where the hypocrisy can sound. But it's really just about like, hey, your offensive line didn't do well, but do you believe in them when the game's on the line? And do you believe in your run game that you uh, highly tout? So that that's the thing that kind of that kind of kicks me a bit. Uh, but no, man, I still think. I still think you run it, man. And and the, there's three parts, Adrian, that, that really stand out to me. And they succeeded in one of them. But the first one was that first um, four and, uh, three and out, or not three and out, the turnover on downs. There we go. Where they did that, that formation where they all bunched up, right, and Hardison got sacked. I'm thinking, no, do what you do best. This was early on. Then it paid off at the end of the first half. But then we saw it again uh, where it didn't work out at the very end of the game on offense for them. Yeah, I'll give you one other example on that point. I hated their uh, decision on, I think it was third and six. They were down inside Jacksonville territory, uh, Jacksonville State territory. And they ran the ball. It was a Torrance Burgess like, uh, easy handoff. And they ran the ball on a third and six. And I was thinking to myself at that point, why aren't you trying to throw the ball and actually actually be aggressive to score well what, what happens after that buzz flabiano misses a field goal and the miners uh turn you know it was uh you know they obviously gave the ball back to jacksonville state at that point but another missed opportunity by the miners they drove it in that uh, on that specific drive drove it 49 yards and it was a 12 play, uh, play drive that mm, lasted seven minutes plays, yeah Ooh. just to cap that one off that would have been uh so huge for the miners say i'll swing it back to you super quick before we get to scooter i'm sorry scooter i know my bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll su- I'll swing it to you real quick, Zay. Um, your thoughts on this one, knowing that you know the play distribution was so interesting, you couldn't really. It felt like every time they were they should have uh, or they ran it, they should have passed it, and then vice versa. Every time they run, ran the or passed the ball, they probably should have run the ball in opportune situations. Yeah, I think um, I'm not I'm not a coach here. I'm not a football coach by any means, but it felt like they were kind of overthinking the play calling. Right, they were trying to be a little too creative, and it got to the point where they weren't creative at all. Right, and it was just like, what are we doing here? And it was just very hard to watch. Disappointing ending and uh yeah i know man our telephone number 915-505-6009 scooter you're on with us finally here with minor talk scooter good evening the floor is yours how you guys doing doing great scooter i'm hanging i'm i'm fine i'm good what about you man are you hanging in there uh no not really Hot into the hype i hear you i hear you you know and uh you know i knew it was gonna be a close game but uh, i thought that game was winnable and and that game is 100% on Dana Dimmel and his terrible offensive scheme and his terrible play calling. You know, we've seen this over and over from him. We saw it last year against UNT. You know, started out, you know, they make the other team seems to make adjustments, no adjustments by the minors. Seems like like if the other uh the other team seems to stop the run, the minors really don't have a chance. So, you know, there's just no there's no there's no uh there's no in-game adjustments. There's Poor strategizing, you know, uh, it's uh, it's really it's really frustrating. So, Did you feel like yeah. they lacked urgency early on? Just a real quick question. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think that was it. Uh, you know, it's just and it's, it's Dana's demo's philosophy. You know, they're, they you want to ground and pound, and, and that that comes at the expense of putting points on the scoreboard. They just don't score enough. They don't. They don't, they don't. score. And this has been an ongoing issue for the last few years, you know. And as long as Dana Dimwood's going to be calling the plays, you know, this is what you're going to get, minor fans. You know, I, I I thought there was a chance at a 6-6 six and six season. I don't think that's going to happen. 
You know, I think they're going to, if, if Dimble's in charge of the play calling the rest of the year, forget, forget bowl game, forget winning season. You know, and that's a shame because I think they have the talent in there to be a decent team and at least to have a winning record. But, you know, you, you know the talent is just offset by the horrible play calling that, they, that, uh, that is called by Dimble. He's, he's, he's the reason they lost. He's the Achilles heel for this program. And, and he doesn't realize it, you know. And someone needs to tell him. Tim Center needs to maybe force him to, or force him to surrender his play-calling duties and have somebody else call the plays because it's just horrendous. And I'm seeing all this wasted potential, wasted effort by the players, and, I, and that's who I feel sorry for, you know, because I think the talent is good, but the, but the coaching is just god-awful. Man. I mean, look, you bring up some really good points, Scooter. And in fact, and I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. I think you bring up some really good points. uh, But the thing is, guys, I'll I'll swing it back to both of you. We've been talking about this for years. And and it's been not since the PUBG New Mexico Bowl. That season right there, they ended up losing, what, five of their last six games after starting six and one that season, finished off the season seven and six in 2021. That's where UTEP is trying to get back to. But in that season, they had a lot of these same inconsistencies callers chimed in thinking when would uh, Dimmel relinquish play calling abilities at that time and then last season people asked the same question no Dave Warner after this offseason he ended up retiring from football coaching football and now it's Scotty O'Hara who was previously the wide receivers coach he's assuming that offensive coordinator role but we all know that Dana Dimmel calls the plays he's the one who calls each and every play now to the other point of Scooter talking about this won't be a winning season this is not going to be you know that kind of year if they play like this of course he's exactly right however this is where my comma but comes in (laughs) i guys this is still a winnable season this is still a winnable they have a winnable schedule on a lot of different games throughout this season so do i think they're going to be eight and four or nine and three no i didn't pick them to go that way i had them six and six when i wrote my column in july i'm gonna i'm gonna maintain that i think six and six is still achievable right here uh if they continue to play the way that they did today of course not but um, what do you all think? I'll throw it back to you. Are you ready to overreact after just one game? That's my uh, that's my question right there. No, I'm not because I think it's uh, it's just as you said, it's much of what we've seen from previous seasons. But at that same time, you don't know what you're going to get. And if they're on, if this is the same old thing, then I don't think they're they're going to be winless or anything like that. I think you're still heading in that four, eight, five, seven, maybe six, six range, so to speak. But this is pretty much the same of what we've seen before. So I'm not going to say winless. Okay. So we've got a couple callers to get to. Adam from the east side is hanging on with us. George is also on deck. Haven't talked to George in a long time, and uh, he's one of my favorite Minor Talk listeners uh, here on this program, partially because he's related to one of our uh, co-hosts, but uh, I'm super happy that he is uh, (laughs) definitely on hold right now. Zay, let me throw it back to you. Are you overreacting after this loss? Um, No, I'm not overreacting, but I am disappointed. So, um, Okay, that's a good response. uh, I'm not sounding the the sirens just yet, but um, it still is a horrible loss. Okay, that's a really good response. Let's go real quick to Twitter, then we'll bring on Adam and then George, and then we'll continue on the phone lines. It's 915-505-6009. David Castro tweets the show, Why have running backs moving moving at all, and we throw it on fourth and one? We make the same mistakes and never change. We are regressing 
losing and yet no one takes darn ownership. What are we doing? Matt Castro, pathetic. Uh, Christopher Cadillo, my man, tweets the show. Once again, Dimmel screws up down the stretch. Disappointing loss. Defense played awesome. Offense once again below average. And the kicking game shaking my damn head. Hashtag minor talk. This one coming in from Joe Chacon. Yo! My man. I should have read his first. Uh, <laughs> WTF. Hashtag hashtags coming oh gosh <laughs> oh man uh Bring matthew it. castro tweeting the show pathetic year six of dimmel with the most talented and experienced quote-unquote team he's had this year and he and that's a product that he delivers horrible play calling at the end we just lost to a team playing their first ever fbs game this is embarrassing coming from matt castro 915 sun city caper he's my man too dana dimmel is an absolute sickening coach the entire game was poorly managed, and the end of the game was just as bad. This man needs to stop coaching. Uh, let's go to Adam on the east side right now at 915-505-6009. Adam, uh, you and I have talked a lot in the past about uh, UTEP's uh, you know, inopportune tur- uh, timeouts, excuse me, all the timeouts and when they're called. Were you frustrated tonight with uh, when those timeouts were called by UTEP? You know what? <clears throat> I guess for me at this point, I'm not so much as frustrated as what happens in the game as I am when I'm sitting here thinking, imagine being the athletic director of a man that makes over $800,000 a year to coach a football team. You have all summer long to prepare and you get third and one and fourth and one and you throw the football. Not only do you, miss that up but what you were referring to earlier is you call two timeouts in a row you're made to look like a joke on week zero of national tv you know you i mean you said it again third and six driving the ball you run the ball i mean i don't know how many times i heard the commentators on cbs say when they're throwing for a first down on third and whatever they're not even throwing it beyond the sticks. Gavin's Hardison's eyes is they're locked into whoever he's throwing. He doesn't scan the field. He gives everything away. I mean, you know, and, and then you have Jim Center sitting here saying that the fans are what's going to elevate UTEP to the next level. The fans are doing their job. And th- this is out to Jim. The fans are doing their job. There's, there's 25,000 tickets sold for the first game to incarnate work. You have 28,000 tickets supposedly already sold to UNLV several weeks beyond that. What are the fans not doing? I'll tell you the only two people that are not doing their job is Jim Center and Dana Dimmel. And Dana Dimmel is so stuck in his mindset that he goes on the show afterwards, gets interviewed by John Teicher, and takes absolutely no responsibility for what just occurred on the field. Yet this man makes $800,000 a year. I mean, who, who else can do that and not get fired? You know, it's so interesting that you mentioned the ownership side of things. I didn't get to hear the postgame, so I was just getting a quick wrap-up from Sal. But I, I didn't hear the postgame interview. I was trying to set things up at the district. Um, I... 
now I'm uh, now that what you say there, Adam, I want to hear his full comments. I want to hear everything that he said afterward because if that's the case, you know, it's kind of the same as always, right? Um, never get too high, never get too low after win or loss by Dana Dimmel. He kind of is always even keel yeah. when they win. He talks about well execution when they lose. He talks about lack of execution. That's just kind of how he is in press uh, pressers. Um, after he watches the film, I want to hear from him Monday. Like Monday's press conference is going to be really interesting and the hard hitting question of course is why didn't you run the ball third and fourth down and he he's going to open up with a reason as to why and he's yeah. going to brush it off and he'll say hey it's the first game of a long season the problem is adam I, you know i was talking about this to guys like milkman and tristan uh at the event today but the problem is when you lose that first game it doesn't do as much to you as a coach as it does to you as a player i think it really hurts your confidence and it really hurts your motivation as a player when you lose a game like this when everybody's hyped up and you look on Twitter all these players are looking on social media right now seeing all the minor faithful disappointed as they should be for following this game so you know I, I just kind of feel like you know that's that's just uh, one of those things right there go ahead Adam yeah yeah just real quick you know this is this is just very simple flat out simple this is the case of Rich Rodriguez much better coach than Dana Dimmel had less less athletes you know to put out there, but literally, literally outsmarted, outcoached, took Dana's breakfast, lunch, and dinner and ate it right in front of his face and said, do something about it. And Dana literally just sat there. Dana had the better players across the board. Dana had players that were going to Texas A&M. Dana had players that could have gone other places. He had everything stacked up the way he wanted. He had all the chips and everything where he wanted to so he could make the right moves and Rich Rodriguez literally just took his breakfast, lunch, and dinner and said, stop me. And, and Dana just sat there. You know, I, I almost feel like he's stealing from the university at this point. Like, it's that bad. Like, it, it's ridiculous. The man should not be paid. Oh, man, Adam. I hear your frustrations, man. I think a lot of minor fans echo your sentiments. Let's keep it moving. 915-505-6009. Always appreciate it, Adam. And uh, thanks for chiming in on the show. We've got a line open. If you've been waiting, 915-505-6009. We lost Esteban, but Esteban, um, you know, I got a chance to talk to him in person. He's real, guys. Uh, That's (laughs) definitely the case. Let's go out to our man, George, who's joining us on the phone lines. 915-505. George, you are back with us for another season. Man, welcome yes, back aboard. Yes. Well, oh God, it just—I was—I was chopping down a tree, Adrian. I'm sorry I didn't go to the district to go. No, uh, no, it's all good, go man. the game, but I took my frustrations out on on, on one of the trees outside in the yard. <laughs> I whacked the crap out of it <laughs> in frustration. It's just same song, same dance. It's just uh, Ronnie said it best. Uh, Dimmel and, and the caller Adam before this, everybody is, is showing their frustration, but with good reason. I mean, if, if your bread and butter is the run, if, that, if that's what you've been touting, if that's what mm-hmm. you uh, said is going to be what this offense is about, why not make a statement and run it down their throats? Why pass? I mean, it just take ownership. Be responsible. I mean, there's no reason why Hardison should be a quarterback if he's making these kind of mistakes. How many seasons has he made these kind of mistakes? Over and over and over. And it's just like Bonnie said, he hit it the nail right on the head. Uh, just because you have an experienced quarterback doesn't mean he is a good one. 
he hasn't made the right decisions before. What makes you think he's going to make the right decisions now? Being put in the same situation and he's faltered and fallen right on his face. And game management, just like uh, previous callers have said before, horrible. You know, how do you not have that preparation? How do you not know what you're going to do in that situation? The situational uh, game management, how do you not know what you're going to do? It's just, it just frustrates you when you're watching it, you're hearing it. And like I said, I took it on the poor tree and, and I chopped off one and I said, but it was like, Adrian, that's the only way I could take my frustrations out. I oh, mean, man. It was ridiculous. I mean, I, I feel bad for the, for the players because I know they tried their hearts out and the defense did keep us in this game. Uh, if it not for the defense, I, I think it would have been a more higher scoring game for the Gamecocks. Yeah, and, and what a way for them to come into FBS. I mean, to win against uh, a, a very talented minor team, that, and it's just like the the, the caller before said, um, uh, Rick Rod just ate and took uh, Dimmel's lunch money and, and said, what are you going to do about it? And and Dimmel said, you know, rolled over and said, you know, take it. It's yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. You know what? He did get out, Coach. That's a good point. Hey, George, real quick, your son's doing a pretty good job at this, huh? Uh, he's 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 uh he's uh he's excellent. I mean, uh, he he can uh, he can yeah he, uh, he, he keeps me up to date on everything. I mean, I I I'm not as uh, schooled as he is on this, but I mean, it just I I can't stop but uh, support the miners and and support this team and and just be hopeful that that things are going to turn around. Okay, good stuff, yeah. George. Yeah, I love it, man. Hey, appreciate your phone call, man. Appreciate your support as always. Uh, thanks for weighing in on the show. Let's keep it moving. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, and then I'll get everybody's thoughts here. we got two lines available. Wow, it's the first time we've got two lines available here. Uh, if you want to weigh in, now is the time to do it, 915-505-6009. Next up is Esteban, who's joining us on the phone lines right now. Esteban, good evening. What's going on? Hey man, I just wanted to tell you that uh, it was a great meeting you. It was great meeting you, Esteban. You're great meeting you, and so now and now you know I'm not a troll. You are you are not a troll. You are a great person. Uh, it was awesome to meet you in person for the first time, um, and I'm really appreciative that you showed up here today, Esteban. It was awesome. I wish you could have met Sal and Zay here with us as well, but it's all right, man. Uh, we'll get a chance to do it again here soon, okay? And uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop my. My uh, bad or cranky. <laughs> I like tweet. it. I like it. We need more of them. We need more yep, uh, of aggregating tweets. We need some troll yeah. tweets. It's all good. We'll uh, we'll definitely okay. tune in, man. Okay. Love uh, you, man. Hey, love you too, Esteban. Appreciate you chiming in on the program. Let's continue. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Let's flip it back to social media. We got a lot of posts coming in. Uh, let's read them right now. And if anybody wants to weigh in, give us a call, 915-505-6009. Alfonso.
Alonzo Frias tweets this show. Rich Rodriguez pulled a Dana Dimmel when he switched quarterbacks and went three and out. Only Dimmel could outcoach Dimmel him under, or excuse me, only Dimmel could outdimmel him under pressure. Absolutely shocking. Hashtag minor talk. Do you guys get that one? I didn't. I didn't understand that one. Go ahead, Zay. Yeah, um, I'm guessing he's he's referring to when they when they took out uh, Zion Webb and then they put on another quarterback and it did not go well at all. I, I thought that was more of just a scheme thing. Like I thought it was just like, hey, this is our package right here. Let's just see what Maybe. we have. I mean, we've seen it before with with the offense for UTEP. Yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. Uh, this is coming in from Steve on Wrestler. That um, that is bar none the absolute worst play calling at the end of a game I've ever seen at any level. There is zero excuse for that pathetic crap. I'm embarrassed for them. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag UTEP. And that's coming from Steve on Wrestler, our great pal who's joined us since really day one. Also coming in, it's Ryan Vidalis who tweets his show. By the way, did a great job on uh, Football Friday Night yesterday. He said speechless. Is it too cliche to say same old UTEP? Clock management and play calling can really make fans frustrated. A loss to the team playing their first ever FBS game is not good for the brand. This won't bring in fans to the Sun Bowl, sadly. Hashtag minor talk. Our telephone number 915-505-6009 if you'd like to weigh in 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter as well. Uh, more coming in. Chi-Town Minor. UTEP fans deserve better. Minor talk is going to be responsible, measured, and balanced as always, but even the most positive fan has to admit that this was a brutal loss with coaching and play calling being the weakest link. Depressing. Life is too short for this. Hashtag minor talk. That was like a, man, that was like a real tweet right there. Like, Yeah, that was like a a therapeutic tweet right there by (laughs) Chi-Town Minor. Zay, I understand where he's coming from, though, because a lot of minor fans, they, they just kind of Mark this one in pen. I remember we were on a sports talk a while back, and I was like, no, they shouldn't be worried at all. I think I said percentage <laughs> of worried, like 25%. They should only be 25% worried. UTEP should. What you know, happened? I was with Sal, and we, we were watching this game. The Kelly Akari touchdown happened. You know, a couple plays later, you know, UTEP's, they're already down. And, and you know, I'm telling Sal, like, after that Kelly Akari touchdown, I'm like, there's got to be a catch. Like, there's no way this is actually happening. They did not just score, get a 50-yard touchdown. You know, there's there's got to be a flag, an incompletion, and there was an incompletion. Yeah. So, you know, I think all minor fans, they're, they're kind of come uh, accustomed to uh, unfortunate outcomes. Hey, uh, I want to go back to something that one of our callers pointed out, and that was points per game, okay? I'll, mm. I'll read you every year points per game for Dana Dimmel and where he ranked in uh, you know, in the nation for points per game, okay? Year one, which was 1-11, one one terrible UTEP team, and they were just really, really bad. Uh, that, that They had, or they averaged, excuse me, 17 points per game. That was 127th of 130 teams, okay? So third worst in the country, okay? Uh, his second season, they also went 1-11. They averaged just under 20 points, 19.6 points per game. That is uh, 11th worst in the country in 2019, okay? 2020, they averaged 23 points a game, which is actually their one of their better seasons for points per game offensively. 104 out of 128 teams, but they're still in the lowest percentile of uh, scoring offenses in the country. Okay, let's go to the, the bowl game season where they went 7-6. and six. 
They averaged 25 points per game. That has to be the best uh, of UTEP's uh, time under Dana Dimmel. And that season, they were 89th of 130 teams. Now, um, last year, they were 24 points per game. That's actually surprising to me. 93 out of 131. That's uh, where they ranked uh, last season in points per game. Guys, point is... They don't score points on offense. This is not a team that scores offensively, uh, you know, all the time. And this is a team that struggles yes. scoring the football. Struggles. So points are going to be hard to come by, including this season. And that's why, in my opinion, each turnover, each turnover on down, each mishap on offense is, is amplified um, severely because you see what they do with the possessions and it's not that they don't succeed, it's just that they don't succeed enough at the rate that they play because at this rate if, if you mess up a drive we're talking about one drive out of a, a total of, if you're lucky 24 points, 25 wow. points yeah. and it, it means a lot they can add to it but you know, it's just it hasn't worked out. Okay, so actually, can we simplify this? Can we say whenever UTEP scores thirty or more points, they probably win? Can we can we maybe make that assumption? I got to do a little bit more digging. Go ahead, Zay. Yeah, I could say I could see that, but um, I don't know because what if if UTEP scoring more than thirty points? Um, um, there's a part of me that's saying the other team they must be it must be an offensive minded team, kind of like Louisiana Tech. Okay. That's a good point. I want to definitely dive into that one, but let's keep the uh, the phone lines moving. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Leon is back on deck with us. Leon, welcome back to Minor Talk. Happy 2023, my friend. What's up? Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Adrian, and you guys, I just want to let you know a fantastic job. Love everything you guys do. And and let's give a round of applause for, for, for John Teicher, too. Because again, he endures another one of his oh, minor uh, <laughs> shortcomings. It's getting real tough, guys, to be a minor fan. And I love this, this university and this team and this city so much. But um, wow! And 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 I want to talk about how well the defense played tonight. I mean, they yeah. played well enough to stay yeah. in the game. And um, you know, I I I, I want to say this knowing that they're kids, they're young, and and I'm a fan of Gavin Hardison. I think he has a lot of skills. But tonight, let, let's just count some mistakes uh, besides the two interceptions, the fumble. Three interceptions. Call timeout, which, which, well, yeah, the, the call timeout out of nowhere, which I don't understand how we don't know the rules going into that, you know, um, and, and just some mistakes on his part that, that, that happen so often. Um, I think he's getting a little comfortable, and, and maybe he needs, maybe Dimmel needs to open up the competition. Maybe Jake McNamara, maybe one of these other guys needs to get a shot this week. And, and put a little pressure on Hardison because I thought he played a decent game. Sometimes the guy looks incredible with these passes, and it's just like a Jekyll and Hyde type of thing. But let, let's let's not forget, I agree with what everybody has said tonight. Dimmel, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words if this team is not prepared for what to do at the end of the game, guys. But, but I just want to give a lot of credit to you, and it's early in the season. Let's hope it changes. Yeah, we'll see, Leon. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. I I think you make some really good points there, man. And I think you echo a lot of the sentiments that our other callers have also been saying as well. Uh, But really appreciate you calling in, Leon. It's always great to hear from you. Let's keep things moving. It's uh, continuing here at 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number. You can also also, um, send us a message on social media, 600 ESPN El Paso, wherever. Uh, you follow social media. 
Let's go back to the phones. Keith from Winnipeg is calling in on the program. Keith, you're back for another season, man. What's going on? Yeah, I'm back, but I don't know how long I'll be staying. Oh, man. I I think a lot of people are with you. Well, I mean, I'm obviously going to stay, but it's going to be very painful. I mean, uh, Coach Stimmel is going to have his 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 excuses and he's going to say what he's what he always does but this is not coach Dimmel's program this is the UTEP minors program this is the community's program and we think when we put it all together that he's had enough opportunities to present what he has uh, to offer for UTEP football it's over it's over it was over last year in my mind I remember two years ago I called in last game and I says you know what uh, I will not. I'm like a 50-50 on coach, but no, he 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 earned the right to come back. But you know what? It's over. It's over. This is, like, be prepared. This is going to be a three-win season, maybe a three-win season, maybe possibly worse. At best, four. There's no way we're going to a bowl game, and we're going to struggle. And who knows what other bad things are going to happen to the program regarding injuries or you know whatnot. So I think the only bright spot is. The community's got to stick together. We got to get out. We got, we got to start, you know, fill up, fill the. Uh, we're not going to fill the stadium every game, but we got to keep like what you guys were in the, your your little uh, viewing party. That's great. That's a great sign. We got to keep that going, and then when once we make a change of the program, then we all can get on the on the wagon again and and root for this team. But it's going to be a very painful season. I really do, and I just don't like. Coach Dimmel's direction with the offense, period. I don't like his play calling. I don't like his play calling in the first half. You run the ball all the time, and then when, the, when it matters in third down, you try to get tricky. Well, you could have done that in, in the first half. Yes, that touchdown call back really hurt us, but when was the last time that he tried to throw a, a go pattern? It's always he's making things more complicated for Hardison. Um, he doesn't put his players into um, a position to succeed. I was watching the game on television. I don't know how many times the broadcaster said, if you don't get the ball Smith, they don't have a chance. There was times when those DBs were off 10 to 15 yards. They could have run a, a screen pass or whatever just to get the ball in his hands. How many times did he touch the ball today? What, five times for what, like 40 yards? As long as completion was a, a, a 10 or 11 yards? That's totally unacceptable. So if coach has any issues with us complaining, we could just look at what we saw today. You had all year, four or five months to prepare for this game, and you failed. Mm. Thanks for taking my call. Man, that's a brutal one, but I appreciate it, Kurt. Thanks so much for uh, calling in as always, man. Um, it's great to hear from you again here on the program. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Man, Kurt came in with the heat, Sal. Yeah. I thought he was speaking some facts. And, and the crazy part is we're getting week 10, week 11, week 12 energy in week one of this season. And, and I think that's the frustrating part is this is the same movie. Fans have seen this this same old instance before. Um, you know, clock management to a fault at times and just not getting it done. They have what it takes talent-wise. It's just can they go out there and will themselves to a win? Not only once in a while, you got to do it consistently, but why talk about consistency and winning when 
you're 0-1 on the year. Man, preach. I mean, consistency has been hard to come by with this uh, program when it comes to just wins. And, uh, yeah, expectations, it seems like when they're at their highest, UTEP doesn't come through. But I'll say this, on the flip side of that, UTEP can go 1-1 and to Northwestern and end up winning that game. I really wouldn't be that surprised. That's what this team is. That's why they're so frustrating to fans. That's why fans still buy in. It's like right when they are ready to exit, right when Kurt is ready to quit and not listen to any more UTEP football, when this guy's listening to us from Winnipeg, like he finds a way to listen to us out there in Canada, he is like saying, well, I don't know. But when UTEP gives them that life, like they did last year in Boise with the Boise State game, after they lost the entire fan base, everybody was out after New Mexico in that loss, twenty-seven yes. to what ten. They turn around and beat Boise State at home at a game that they, only they like kill ten. Them too. They killed them. It wasn't even close. I mean, isn't that the crazy pendulum that continues to swing for UTEP football, Zay? Yeah, it's weird because this team like. That's that's like you said. This is what makes people believe you. If you're a minor fan and you're feeling down on yourself because you thought, hey, this team could have won nine games, they really could have. They really could have. They had the production, they had the talent, they had everything coming back for them, the experience. But then, then they just they 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 just fall down, and it's just like, what is going on, right? You believe because of those Boise State games, but then you, you're out because of those New Mexico games, and it's mm. it's tough. It's mm. tough to be a fan. It's tough to gauge where this team is at. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, uh, we are presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. We were at the District West here today, and uh, of course we will get over to our awards later on in the program. Our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso, and our drive of the game brought to you by New Start Homes. Let's continue on the phone lines. Welcome on one of our favorites. It's Alex Nicolas, who's back on the phone lines right now. He is with us here out in East Texas. Alex, welcome back to Minor Talk. Oh, man, where do we even begin from this one? What, What are your takeaways? Alex, I, I mean, I, I, what's up, Adrian? Been a while, man. Yeah, been first a while, dude. First of all, yeah, welcome back, man. It's great to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, I get to hear your voice, man. Glad you guys are doing well. Shout out to the district out there. Eat some roly tacos for me, man. Ooh, man, they were great. Uh, <laughs> you know, I agree with everybody. Said, oh, what's up, South Two Thousand on my Alex, what's up, what's up baby? Yeah, uh, cool, man. But yeah, I mean, I was able to kind of just—I mean, everybody. I agree with everybody's thoughts, but I mean, there's just one fundamental football thing. That that's really bothered me, and every you know, every like I said, I don't want to sound like a broken record repeating what everybody said, but you know, it, it's really when you look at the offense and the struggles, and you guys mentioned the points per game, and if you look today, UTEP had 72 plays, average five plays, uh, or five points, or five, excuse me, man, I'm trying to gather thoughts here, five yards per play, uh, you know, on 72 plays today. I mean, that that there's there's another fundamental part that I'm seeing when I'm watching this is you know pre-snap what Gavin Hardison seeing. And I want to go back. Everybody's talking about the third and one, the fourth and one. I want to go back to that second and four. Uh, it was second down and four. It was a minute 21 left. If you look at the formation, everybody can go back and look to see in the slot, Tyron Smith was singled up. There was no safety help there. That's a tutty to me. You know, that's, I, I see a lot of things, and that, that was a big thing that stood out to me. But if you look at throughout the game, where Jacksonville State was sending those blitzes, and Hardison made a couple of good checks, but if you look at the total percentage of his checks, where it was negative, it's in the 60s or 70s, man. And I'm a, you know, I'm a big analytics guy, Adrian, and that's, that's what I'm seeing the most of the lack of development from this program and quarterback development is those little things that a seasoned fifth, six-year quarterback should be able to see pre-snap and there was a lot of things if you, if you if you watch that second half where Jacksonville State instead of coming 
from his front side, they started coming blindside on him, and they were running free a few times, and that's on Hardison. I don't know whether there's not a freedom for him to check. I don't know if that's installed in the, in the offense, but that's not something that's just something that just popped up today. I've been seeing this over the past two or three years as Hardison as a starter, and that second and fourth to me was where the game was lost. I mean, everybody's going to be talking about the third and one, and of course, Dimbo's going to get asked about it on Monday, but that second and four, go look at that. You know, you have Tyron Smith in the slot, singled up, no safety help, and that safety seven, ten yards off the field. That should be a touchdown for two experienced guys, and, and that's what I'm looking at from a total fundamental and not trying to get nerdy on you, Adrian, but you know, that's just what I'm, that that's the whole uh, precedent of what we're seeing all the way around the program of the lack of development, and to me it starts with those little things, and you know, go back and if anybody wants to go back and watch that film and, and look at those things that just really stood out to me that were failures, and, and it's frustrating to see, you know, there's a lot of hype this year, you know, we're texting right now about the New Mexico State UTEP hype, I mean, you know, it's it's frustrating, but we got to be realistic of what this program is, what this program pays to their assistance, what is nothing. You know, somebody was talking earlier about Dana Demo getting 800000 a year. Well, you know, there's a product of that. You know, he doesn't have a true offensive coordinator. All this talk about him, oh, being finally in the quarterback room with Gavin Hardison, that was the big quote of the week, you know, coming out of the presser. Well, right. clearly, I'm no quarterback coach, man. I'm a, I'm a state and Texas employee for Medicaid, man. But to be able to, for me to be able to see just those little things that, just have continued to hinder the growth of the quarterback position in the offense. That's big to me, Matt. And that goes back to, again, you know, talking about budgets and, you know, the whole scheme of, of failure in, in the athletic program. And it really just slapped them on the face. And, hey, you know, this had shades of that first game when UTSA came into the fumble back in 2013 under Cooler, Matt. I was getting those vibes that, you know, just a big-time game from the other team that meant a little bit something more. And, you know, it's it's just that it's tough to be a UTEP fan, man. But um, you know that 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 was pretty much the, my, the the thoughts that I could gather from this game of that failure. Just you know, the, the little fundamental football that you, that shouldn't be stood out as a sore thumb with a fifth, six year quarterback and a six year head coach, man. So I'm gonna give you. So I'm gonna go nerd with you as well here. I'm gonna give you Gavin Hardison's passes, uh, screen passes, short passes, mid range passes, and deep passes. And I specifically want you to pay attention to where it's going, left, middle, or right. Okay. So uh, short passing game. He was one for five, and then in the second half, he was actually uh, five for ten. So he completed fifty percent of his short yardage passes. Again, one to five yards. He was five of ten. 50% of his passes for 32 yards. His mid-range passing game was there. 9 of 13, 69%, 100 passing yards, including 5 of 7 to the right, 4 of 5 to the left, and 0 for 1 in the middle, okay? Uh, short passing game, by the way, in the short left, 3 of 6, short right, 2 of 4, so he's about 50%, but short middle, nothing. He doesn't even uh, you know, attempt a short middle pass, which you know is understandable, no screen passes or anything like that, but here's where I, I find it very interesting. Deep passes, 15 or more yards, okay? He was 3 for 7, so that's 43%, and that's 77 yards, so you take away that big Kelly Akari touchdown uh, pass that he had, and he really didn't have another deep pass or deep catch from any of his receivers, including the middle. One for two for 26 yards and two interceptions in the middle today. In the middle overall uh, for Gavin Hardison, he went one for five with two interceptions. So he can see receivers to his left. He can see receivers to his right. But the middle, there's been zero development over the years. I, I would love to go back um, you know, years past and
can see this as well for Gavin Hardison, but I think it's more of the same for that. I, I can do that for you because, honestly, you could go look at CFB stats. I've tracked this stat over the past three years with Gar- Gavin Hardison. Third and seven and longer, he's 46%. Uh, completion percentage so that's pretty much on par when you were talking about the over the middle three or the deep ball three for seven because that's pretty much what UTEP does on 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 those long plays you know over the past couple years throw it up and Jacob Cowan go make a play throw it up and Tyron Smith go try to make a play um so yeah that backs that up because you can check those stats man and 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 the the numbers are are kind of jaded just like you said that three is three out of seven you know those odd numbers it's in the 46 percent range so for him to be 43%, I mean, it's spot on to what it has. And you can go check that out. That's one stat over this offseason that, you know, I just was looking at. I'm like, man, third and seven and longer, 46% completion percentage. And, the, and yeah, there was some yards on there, obviously, with the deep ball. But, you know, there was no touchdown to interception ratio. The first down numbers were very low compared to other downs. So, that, I mean, that's, that hits it right on the head for me, man, as well. Man, it was just a tough one. Alex, it's always great to hear from you, man. Isn't it cool to hear another younger person like Zay in this, uh, Alex? Uh, he's kind of like a younger version of you. I keep saying that. Yeah, man, just, just don't sip the Kool-Aid too hard, brother. That's it. <laughs> don't sip that Kool-Aid too hard because you're going to get burnt, man. It's going to hurt because I'm hurting right now, man, when we sip that It's Kool-Aid. like poison, now, right? The Kool-Aid turns is, into poison. Nah, man. Shout out to Zay, too, bro. I see, I see you working, man. It ain't, it ain't easy to do what you're doing, man. So I, I, I respect it, man. But nah, I respect everybody over there, 600 and El Paso, man. Miss y'all. Hey, miss you too, Alex. Great to hear from you. That's Alex Nicholas joining yeah. us on the phone lines right now as we continue. Um, hey, uh, I'll ask you, Sal, what do you think about those numbers that we were just throwing around with Gavin Hardison? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it goes to show what we've seen, you know, consciously and subconsciously, I guess. You know, you, when you're seeing it, when you're looking at it, you're not seeing it, if that makes any sense. And then once you kind of realize, oh, hey, this makes a bit more sense. However, with all of that said, you still see flashes and potential there for those numbers to be significantly better, not just better, but significantly better. So it's crazy, man. I don't; Those numbers are a bit misleading, but truth slaps you in the face really hard. Zay, what are your thoughts on those numbers right there? A little skewed? Do, does it not really t- uh, tell the full picture of the story, or do you like those numbers and it, t- it actually does uh, give you things to take away from? Well, those numbers, they're, they're, they're numbers, right? Numbers don't lie, but you know the play calling, it has a lot to do with all those numbers. You're putting mm-hmm. your quarterback in a bad position. You're not putting him in a position to succeed. So you know, numbers don't lie, though, right? It, just, it hasn't been good in the intermediate passing game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Our telephone number, 915-505. Five six zero zero nine. Let's go to Pepper, who's joining us on the phone lines. Pepper, good evening. Thanks for calling in. How's everything going? Okay. How about with you, Pepper? We're hanging in. Pepper, we're hanging in, man. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the callers are being really mean tonight, and I've actually seen some of the tweets too. That I, I just think that you know everybody's being too mean, and to Dana Demo and the miners, they. They did a good job, you know. I mean, we went toe to toe with the South Carolina Gamecocks, you know. Wait, 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 wait. Are we watching the same game, my friend? Because they went up against Jacksonville State. It was a team who transitioned from FCS, uh, that is again NCAA Division Two, um, not One AA Two, excuse me, and uh, they went from FCS to FBS. This is not South Carolina. Oh, I saw the game. I saw them talking about the Gamecocks, and I saw the, mm. the logo on the field. I thought they were talking about South Carolina. So. No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, if they went up against South Carolina, and play this kind of game, man, I would it's be a different. Well, yeah, <laughs> we would have a de- yeah. A lot of people would be positive and be excited about this season, man. Oh well, 
I take it. I take it back. Then everybody should be more mean to Dean and Dennis <laughs> in the gym, gym center. I thought, I thought we were playing South Carolina, not uh, not Jacksonville State. Hey, it's all good, Pepper. Hey, uh, next time, man, no worries. Uh, you can listen in on the show. Uh, here's 600 ESPN on Pass, and we'll we'll make sure we get you that right name. But uh, hey, I appreciate your phone call, man. I love that line. He was like, "Never mind. You should be meaner." To <laughs> it's like if, if UTEP's playing against New Mexico State later on this year. And the miners, uh, you know, lose thirteen to ten. I don't know, throwing it up, and then somebody calls in. No, they hung in with A and M really well. Oh my god, nah, dude, that was New Mexico State. <laughs> <laughs> they kept talking about the Aggies. What do you mean they hung in with Utah Texas A and M? Yeah, right. Oh man, Pepper, good stuff, man. That's great. I, you you made us laugh here. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, Hunter just texted in some. Oh no, I'm not even gonna say this. Okay, let's keep <laughs> let's keep it moving. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. This was a really good text uh, that Locomotive Miner sent into the program. Okay. He said, any idea how many game-losing turnovers Gavin Hardison has? He has at least three or four by count throughout his career. Is he an anti-clutch? Does he have the anti-clutch gene? That's what he said. Uh, Zay, I can't. All right, all right. Let's. Uh, you can you guys think of all the ones off the top of the head because today was one. Okay, that's a turnover to close out the game, an interception right there. I can think of the PUBG New Mexico Bowl, which was the fumble on the scramble that he had mm. uh, that ended up losing the game. But I can't think of any other ones off the top of the head. I know people will definitely give us some good ones here um, as far as his game-ending uh, turnovers or something like that but can you remember any others um i'm not sure maybe maybe there was one from that middle tennessee game this year i don't i don't remember though okay let's we'll keep brainstorming that one but good uh question by locomotive miner there appreciate him as always uh garrett at yancey 1389 uh posts into the program sixth year at the helm with the veteran quarterback still calling his own plays and putting up a whopping 14 points all the excitement for this season is gone in a blink looking forward to the days when we have an innovative play caller leading an exciting offense in the Sun Bowl. Bryce Chauvin tweets the show, 0-4 and 1-11 and are 2-10 and at best, worst football program in the nation. This coming in from Minero. Oh, no, I'm not going to read that one. I'm sorry, Minetto. Uh, this coming in from Alfonso Frias. Sometimes I wish I was a blessed college football fan and could find uh, – or and, could, and they could film me crying and burning my jersey when we lose three games in a down year. Ugh, man. Uh, King Eric tweets the show. Great to hear from King Eric. He's back with us again for another season of Minor Talk. He says, I think I speak for everyone when I say that we're tired of these expectations coming into the season only to get disappointed after – after one game, we need to stop hyping them up every year and just expect a losing season every year. Ugh, man. Uh, Minor Balls tweets the show. <laughs> Beyond frustrating. Uh, Joe Jacone tweets the show. Please, please, please start the night with a shot and a beer. Lord knows what his fans during the game uh, I don't know what he was saying there. So you need to catch up. Hashtag repping from Cal- Colorado now. Hashtag time to ask the OG Chris his thoughts on play calling. Okay. Good stuff there, Joe Chacon. I'm trying to find those, and I can't 
I can't see it. It's you know what? It's so archived that it's been, it's been I, crazy to me. Yeah, it's been a crazy night. I appreciate everybody chiming in. Oh, I just refreshed. Actually, I was like, um, really, I thought I was catching up, and I just refreshed, and then now I'm way at the bottom again, okay? So as far <laughs> as people chiming in. Uh, Jonathan Byers uh, comes in on the program. He says, this is definitely not the most talented team Dana Dimmel has ever had at UTEP. UTEP's most talented team was back when they had Jacob Cowling and Justin Garrett. That's Interesting point. point. I think that's true. I think maybe talented on defense a bit more, uh, but but also too at, at some point like if it ba- it might balance out equally. However, uh, there's been a lot of talent throughout the years. Zay, your thoughts? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You can make that argument easily. Okay, let's go to Hunter on the phone lines right now. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry, Hunter. We have to pause ten seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Idietta Agency, right here on six hundred ESPN El Paso. Streaming worldwide through the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. 600 ESPN El Paso is KROD El Paso, a Town Square media station. I'll send it to break right after we get over to Hunter on the program. Hunter, welcome back. 2023 is here. Uh, Thanks for calling in on the program. How's everything going? Pretty good, man. How are you guys doing? You know, we're hanging in, Hunter. We get a chance to do this show. We get a chance to talk with uh, UTEP faithful like you. And, what I mean, our lives is fine. I don't know about the lives of the UTEP football players right now and how their spirits are down. And same with the coaching staff, though. Well, anytime you work for poor leadership and, in, you know, college football is work. It's a full-time job. Uh, it's frustrating. When you got a leader whose incompetence is the, the reason you you fail – and it's not due in any part to your effort or anything you've done, that's a really frustrating feeling. So I, I do feel for the players. Uh, I think the, the bright side, if, if Dimmel doesn't win six games, they can buy him out at like 500000 we get rid of him a year early. Uh, so that's the plus, uh, I which that. I don't think they're – they're not going to win six games with this coaching staff. I mean, that, that offensive coordinator is not a real offensive coordinator and – what's the point of having him if Dimmel controls everything anyway, right? But, uh, I mean, they are who they are. I, I'm, 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 I was like you guys. I was fooled. I figured with as much as they had coming back and the week schedule and the week conference, even Dimmel couldn't blow it. Uh, but I guess I was wrong. And uh, that caller, Adam, that you had earlier hit so much on the head. I mean, the uh, the broadcasters were even saying, what is this foolishness mm-hmm. at the end? Foolishness. Because anybody with half a brain would know not to do that. But the most troubling thing is he takes zero ownership over how terrible he is. Zero. When you lose or when you run anything and you're in charge of it, everything is because of you. The successes are because of you and the failures are because of you. And he blamed the players. He called it a lack of execution. When, you're, when, when, when you design a play that's like a 20% success rate and call it a lack of execution, who's it really on at that point? That's on him. A third and one, you're going to throw a back shoulder fade 40 yards downfield to a covered receiver? That, that is 100% on Dimmel. So they are who we thought they were, uh, to quote uh, the famous Coach Green. And, uh, and, and it is... It is what it is. They're a bad team with a bad quarterback. And I think the real positive look forward is if you look at the programs that Dana Dimmel was a coach of 
uh, a head coach of their best season was immediately after he left because he does know how to put a roster together. He just doesn't know how to coach worth anything. And and so if if Center has paid attention to history, and if you guys have looked at it, anytime he's left, that team immediately improves. So that's something to look forward to also. Man, I hear you, man. Uh, ready for basketball season? You know, that's the sad part is I thought football was going to be better than basketball this year, so I'm kind of worried now. You know, this was the one I had hopes for, so it's like uh, – you know, basketball is going to be in the same mix. It's going to be who they were. They're going to struggle to score, and uh, they don't have a point guard this year, so I'm a little apprehensive about that one. Mm. Uh, you know, but, I, I mean, maybe he gets enough criticism. Dimmel, I'm, I'm going back to football, that, you know, in an obvious situation where you're averaging five yards a carry in the second half and you need one, maybe he runs the ball and uh, – you know, they're able to sneak out a couple wins is the only thing I can get with this one. But, uh, yeah, basketball is going to be a long year, too, unfortunately. Ah, oh, man. Well, we're back at it again, Hunter. Uh, buckle up for the ride, my friend. Let's see how it goes this year. We'll we'll see uh, if the Miners can turn things around or, like you said, if uh, this is another losing season. Real quick before we let you go, if you had to give a quick record prediction, are you saying more of a 4-8 and eight or like a, an abysmal year, like a 2-10? and 10? Oh man! Uh, next week we'll let us know more. But at, at best four and eight. At best four and eight. But if the team gets as frustrated as they deserve to be, you'll lose them, and the wheels will fall off. Mm. But the, the the talent is there. The 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 physicality, the athleticism is there. He he just. I mean, I, I went and watched the Cal High School freshman team run the exact same plays all game as UTEP. There is no difference, and it's not an exaggeration. It is fact. Uh, so it, it's pretty pretty scary to see how bad he is as a coach. All right, Hunter. Hey, I appreciate your phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show, as always. Uh, and it's great to have you back for another season. Hey, by the way, Hunter, I'm getting those uh, those boots are definitely getting their use, my friend. Uh, everybody's loving them, and I need to let people know how they can get uh, an easier hookup on some of those boots where they can purchase those. So we'll talk off air about about that, man. But I appreciate you calling in, as always. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, to get into the program. Zay, your thoughts. You You wanted to chime in there. Yeah, no, just about, you know, Dana Dimmel leaving the program and then, you know, their that program having success. Not really exactly true. When he left Wyoming, he that program went into disarray. They had five they went five and twenty nine the next three years. But um I do somewhat agree, right? He knows how to build a roster. Yes. Dana Dimmel has built this team up. They have talent to compete and they're just having the same little mistakes they add up and they end up costing Utah in the end. So uh really good call there. Hey, uh, let's continue continue on minor talk guys uh on on uh, twitter or formerly known as twitter tristan pence who was there today uh with his lovely wife and uh got a chance to meet him he was awesome he says this well credit the utep defense for keeping the miners in the game the miners play calling on offense in key situations was very poor especially the fourth down attempt in the first quarter and the inexplicable third and fourth down plays to finish the game number two despite all of utep's miscues this game was still very winnable poor coaching and player execution literally gave jacksonville their first win as a d1 team the good news is that this is the only 
the first game, and this is this UTEP team does not lack quality talent. Number three, the Miners need to have a very strong showing next week to restore the confidence in the players and the disgruntled fans. So happy to have Miner talk back, and the watch party at the District West was a blast. That's coming from Tristan Pence. Uh, thank you so much, Tristan, for being out there. You were a lot of fun to talk with, uh, and you're a great listener here. You always chime in with great responses. Um, I'll go to his first point real quick, okay? The uh, play calling on offense in key situations. That's what it feels like, guys. Mm-hmm. Like third down plays, fourth down plays. Just not the right play calling in what UTEP needs. And maybe we're playing a lot of Monday morning quarterback, but maybe, I, I kind of like what you said, Zay, maybe they're trying to get too creative and they get in their head a little bit. Mm-hmm. That might be an issue that this Miners team faces. But, Sal, we've talked to – I mean, since day one, really. It, and it goes back yeah. to a lot of the calls that we received right now. It's very predictable at times. You know what's going to happen with this team over and over again when you when they step foot on the field, offensively at least. Yeah, and that's uh, really the biggest takeaway is uh, no matter how you slice and dice it, a lot of it is disappointment, you know. And, you know, I, I believe in, hey, if it's – third and short, fourth and short, whatever the case is, and the game is on the line, you go with what you do best. So I wouldn't have a problem if, you know, they run it on third, don't gain, run it on fourth, don't gain, and turn it over on downs. Can live with that. That's what you do best. You're not going to try and kick a field goal. You're showing pretty much all game. You haven't had faith in the kicker, so you might as well do what you do best. And even if, um, you know, the kicking game was a bit better today, I still think they go for the win on the road. But guess what? I said all of that, and what happened? It still didn't flow out that way. So you you make a really good point because what? let's say they actually get that third and one or fourth and one. Who's to say they actually win the game That's or true. even, even yeah. tie the game when it's all said and done? It's not like the offense was actually lighting the world on fire. So you kind of abandon your field goal kicker by not throwing him out there on the field. And I get it. He's a freshman. You don't want to throw him out there for a potentially game-tying field goal at that point late in the game when Jacksonville State mm-hmm. has timeouts. They can ice him and they can, you know, obviously win it like that. But Zay, I mean, at the same time it's just kind of, it seems like they're caught in their own head the coaching staff at times in these key situations and key games yeah you know going back to Alex's call and he says the game was lost on that second down play where Tyron Smith no safety help he thinks that would have been a touchdown I can see that but I can also see that this game was lost on that fourth down following the Kelly Akari missed touchdown the mm-hmm. drop where they, they come out in that jumbo formation on fourth and three and Dana, um, not Dana, uh, Gavin Hardison is sacked. It was They were trying to do that little pop pass they did against Fresno State a couple years ago, and it failed completely. That's what I'm talking about. That is, we're in our heads, we're trying to do too much, and it seems like it's just so predictable. So uh, mm. you brought up, uh, real quick, I, going back to the Dana Dimmel comparisons on uh, previous head coaching stints, the Wyoming one wasn't necessarily the example, but the Houston one I think was the one that Hunter was trying to point out. And Houston really catapulted as soon as uh, you know Dana Dimmel left that program. But uh, I like what Alfonso Frias tweets. He says, Is it irony that next week is the 20th anniversary of the infamous Cal Poly loss? Oh, wow. I know you'd like that one, Sal. No this way. is the exact I was same <laughs> feeling. I know, dude, me too. 2003, oh Utah football uh, losing to Cal Poly 34 13 at home. What do you remember about that one right there? I remember getting in the car with um, 
my sister's ex at the time who actually got me into UTEP football. <laughs> so uh, shout out to him. He's um, uh, Everything's cool. Anyway, <laughs> I remember we got in the car. We're listening to Ludacris, 50 Cent. We're going to go crazy. Miners are going to win. And we get there. There's like 15 people at the game <laughs> in the stands. And the Miners go on and lose. That's what I, I don't remember yeah. much of the play calling. I just remember being excited. And all I can hear people is say, really? Cal Poly? You could find them on uh, on NCAA. What what year was that? Oh three, whatever. Yeah, oh two, maybe. You, you could find them on the Division One, Two A rosters and whatnot, where they had the generic logos and stuff. Yeah, that's right. And they didn't even have the players. It was just like all, also all generic a, players. Yeah, HB number one, and then second string is HB number two because they didn't take time to fill out the roster with right. like, everything but the name. <laughs> And the likeness. What I remember about <laughs> that game, I think I was maybe, uh, the only thing I remember, I was maybe like seven or eight. Like, I was really, really young at this yeah. point. But I remember in this game how bad it was. And I remember sitting sitting through it all. But I do remember that Jordan Palmer, I don't remember who the backup was at the time, or the starting quarterback was at the time. But I remember Paul, Jordan Palmer was actually the backup quarterback that year. He came in in the fourth quarter when it was really bad. And I think he threw like a 50-yard touchdown pass. And I remember leaving thinking, gosh, that guy's actually pretty good. Like, maybe they have something in him. And they never went back at him uh, that year, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe they threw him out there here and there. But um, if I'm not mistaken, that 2003 season was one of those where they just struggled. I mean, they were not a really good team whatsoever. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of funny to to revisit that wow, one. Good stuff, man. Alfonso. old, man. Give me some of those names. I know you're doing some digging. Oh, my gosh. Uh, was Chris Francis on the team? Wow. Wow, yes, he was. Maybe Troy Calavo. Wow. You know what? That's not fair because I'm mentioning guys who were on the, the winning teams <laughs> after that year. But um, aside from that, man, it, should, it just brings back a lot of memories and, um, you know, the nostalgia of of loving UTEP and just going to the game. And, yeah, man, 20 years later getting to be here. It's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. I mean, 2-11 and 11 with Gary Nord and what? I mean, almost uh, – 20 years later, we're talking about another team struggling again for UTEP football. <laughs> Things just don't change. Hey, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We will take a long, long-awaited break right now. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. More in a moment right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've outdone yourself with these tailgate supplies. Thanks. By the way, you won't believe how all this is affordable. Really? How? Fantastic deal on a spacious mobile home from New Start Homes. So much better than paying a mortgage with all the high property taxes. A new mobile home? But my credit and I've rented all my life. New Start Homes has options for everyone, regardless of credit history. Kick off the season with New Start Homes. No credit, no worries. From Texas to New Mexico, it's time to score with New Start Homes. Visit them at newstarthomes.net. Howdy, Lauren Hodges of Longhorn Distributing, proud supporters of UTEP football and coach Dana Demmel. As we begin our 30th year of supplying top-of-the-line detail products, we invite you to our store at 5516 East Paisano in the middle of El Paso. Longhorn Distributing is also the only distributor of hot seat pressure washers in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. Both hot and cold and trailer-mounted pressure washers, plus a factory-trained service department to back it up. Drop on by at Longhorn Distributing. 90 degrees, Bring it. 100 degree temperatures? Bring it. No matter how extreme the temperature gets, you can stay cool and comfortable with Champion Momentum Premium Residential Systems. Every Champion unit is designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States. Visit the Find a Dealer tab to locate your nearest local Champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com and learn how you can significantly reduce your energy costs. Wind Supply El Paso is a proud supporter of UTEP Athletics. Go Miners! 
Hi, El Paso. It's Praise and Mehule. Like I defend the end zone, the Oscar Arrieta Agency defends your home. From the football fields to your front door, we've got you covered. Trust our agency for all your insurance needs. Home Sweet Home deserves the sweetest insurance coverage. Choose the Oscar Arrieta Agency to get the home field advantage. Visit RiseUp915.com to register for game day giveaways and visit the Oscar Arrieta Agency booth at the next UTEP home game. Let's rise up, El Paso. And go Miners! Your home office setup is amazing. How did you pull it off? Thanks. I actually bought a tiny home from New Start Homes. It's transformed my work-life balance. A tiny home? But how can you fit all your things inside? Tiny home is just a name. New Start Homes was able to customize this space to exactly what I needed. A kitchen, my own bedroom, and even this living space. Elevate your remote work experience with New Start Homes. From just $75 per square foot, they redefine the way you work and live. From El Paso to Las Cruces, discover the difference with New Start Homes online at newstarthomes.net. UTEP football fans, it's time for another season of Minor Talk. After every UTEP football game, catch Minor Talk with me, Adrian Pradas, along with Sal Montes and Zay Galindo. Call in at 915-505-6009 to give your thoughts on the Minor game. Interact with the show by downloading our free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and catch Minor Talk on demand wherever you listen to podcasts. Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. 600 ESPN El Paso. She take my money when I'm in need. Yeah, she's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time. That digs on me. Back. Minor Talk continues. We are presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. We had our watch party out at the District West coming up later tonight. We will deliver our Wind Supply El Paso hot hand of the game. We'll also bring to you our drive of the game brought to you by New Start Homes. Thanks to 915 Tours for hooking it up with merch. We had stickers that we gave away. We had shirts that we gave away today. Um... Zay, good job on the logo, man. What do you think? You, your first ever t-shirt with the logo that you created. Oh, man, I love Are it. Are you okay? I'm, I'm going to be repping this on Monday at school, and I'm going to say, hey, 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 minor talk. I like Listen it. Listen to it. <laughs> I like that. Sal, what do you think? You got a shirt, too? You got some yeah. stickers as well? Oh, man, I love it. And uh, just the reception of it, too, from uh, from the internet. You know, I was going to say Twitter, but now it's X. Um, I know. I'll just question. say Twitter. I'll uh, just keep going. Twitter. I have a question I'll ask in a bit, but um, no, man, I, I love it. You know, just the buzz around it. And uh, shout out to Zay, man, breeding some uh, I know. some. Uh, excitement for minor talk as well we know what he does you know as a as a journalist he's he's one of the best in the game but man this guy's got creativity so designing if you open up a store man i'm being first in line i'm telling you right now me too zay <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that sal um zay I, i'll also say that uh people were wearing it at the actual thing like they were like all right i'm gonna throw this on right now and we had the minor mafia out there they were nice. excellent yeah. they were awesome uh they brought a lot of people out as well so it was really just a really nice night out there at the district West. Uh, next week, we will continue to update you as far as what the plan is. I think the tentative plan is us there post-game. Uh, we'll just have to make sure uh, with the Chihuahuas that all our scheduling aligns and that we have no issues like we had today. And it, I mean, today was not necessarily 
uh, connection issues, network issues whatsoever. Just behind the scenes, it was just uh, an issue with us hearing the Chihuahuas game in our, he- in our headsets and our earphones. And so uh, just uh, impossible on my end to continue out there. But nonetheless, we'll be out there all season long, all, all uh, you know, 12 games here for the season for UTEP football. So head on out there, 3233 North Mesa on the west side right by the university. Uh, let's continue our telephone number, 915-505-6009. I feel like we haven't really broken um, down a lot of this game. And we keep talking, you know, just brushing it over and saying, hey, the defense was good. The defense carried them. The defense was the mainstay. But let's let's talk specifics with the defense, okay? And guys that we were really impressed by. First off, it's headlined by... You guessed it, Tyrese Knight, 13 total tackles, including seven solo. He helped to get a tackle for loss with Tavita Tafuna, who, by the way, Tavita Tafuna, one of the uh, bright spots of that defensive line tonight. He had five tackles, but I just thought he really clogged a lot of holes on uh, on the, that uh, defensive front. Really impressed by him. Remember, Tavita Tafuna last year, he tore his ACL, and coming back this year, he was uh, thrust into a starting role right alongside Keenan Stewart. The problem is with Keenan Stewart, you know, guys, I'll say that he's a bona fide NFL talent. Problem is, he gets hurt. I mean, he just he exits games. He his durability is a question mark, and he's suffered all these like bumps and bruises over time. Nothing really uh, significant as far as injuries go, like a torn ACL or something like that. But it seems like every game he's being taken out. You know, fatigue, um, cramps, whatever it is. Durability is the only knock I have against Keenan Stewart right now. Yeah, you know, I look at Keenan Stewart. Like you said, he is an NFL talent. He clogs up those running lanes. He does his job. He does it exceptionally well, but it really does hurt the minors when he's going out. You know, he's almost every game you hear Keenan Stewart's down on the on on the on the ground. So it's unfortunate that he doesn't have the best durability. It really is. Uh, pass breakups, man. I was so impressed yes. by Elijah Johnson's pass breakup. It was a perfect pass by quarterback Zion Webb of Jacksonville State. I don't remember at which point this was. I can actually pull it up for you right now uh, as we're talking. This happened in uh, the second quarter, six minutes to go. Zion Webb threw it out to Sterling Galban, and uh, Elijah Johnson was the one who broke that one up. I really, I thought that was a really good play by him, and I think that was a key play as well. And then Tresmore. He really stepped up in this one, too. I thought he had a really nice game as well. So your two, uh, you know, corners are shining right there. Latrez Shelton, a.k.a. now, he is known as Trez Moore, okay? So everybody was asked, or I had one person ask me, what happened to Latrez Shelton? Well, he's now Trez Moore now. That, that's what he goes by. I thought he, he had a pretty nice game in this one. Um from that defensive line, the headline, I think, on the defensive line is praise Amayule. First yeah. off, he gets a sack. He's that much closer to the all-time record for UTEP. Then he also had a QB hurry late in the game that was real another really significant play by praise Amayule. He was very active in this one. I know he's probably very upset with how this one ended. Um, he had a hurry in the third quarter. Actually, this was the fourth quarter. Twelve minutes left in the fourth quarter. He had a quarter 
quarterback hurry that led to a punt after that. That was on third down, a quarterback hurry by Praise Amehule in this game. Guys, I thought Praise played pretty well. I mean, Brighton Thompson is his backup. He played a nice game as well. That's just a testament to that defensive line, bottom line. Yeah, and um, he was one of the spotlights for uh, for the CBS uh, Sports Network crew. And early on in the game, proves that he can be you know a difference maker. And although there weren't any other sacks later on after that, uh, you could tell that his presence was felt. And um, you know he was getting a lot of looks from the from the old line if we're being real. So I I, I like the attack and the pursuit as well um, from the defensive backs. You mentioned the pass breakups, but I like how they're flying to the ball a lot quicker and they're kind of playing like a, a couple steps ahead. Hey, we know X Y Z player is going to be in this position, and they're wrapping up and hitting a lot quicker than they used to. So to that point, uh, my favorite guy in the secondary uh, who was that hard hitting guy was Tory Richardson. Yes. Welcome yep. back, Tory Richardson. He had a tackle for loss in this one, and when you're a cornerback getting a tackle for loss, that means you're like a Jalen Ramsey out there. That means you're going to get in the backfield, you're going to get your hands dirty, you might mess up on some plays based on your aggress- uh, aggressiveness, but I didn't see too many plays that uh, Tory Richardson faltered on in this game. I thought he had an outstanding game, and I'm really looking forward to Tory Richardson as a corner. Um, yeah, I mean, just a great game. What more can we say, Zay? Yeah, you know, um, I really don't want to overreact in the secondary, you know, Jacksonville State is not the most efficient passing offense. Good point. However, what I can say is that secondary looked physical. They were getting down into the box. They were getting down whenever, you know, Jacksonville State would find the edge. They were getting physical. They weren't afraid to tackle. I'm not sure how many missed tackles there were, but I'm not going to assume there were a lot from that secondary. I was really impressed by them. A.J. Odoms had a great game. Troy Richardson had a great game. And uh, even Mikael Broussard, he had a solid game at yes. times. Six tackles for Mikael Broussard, his first starting game as a weak safety. Also, Kobe Hilton finished with five tackles. How about James Neal, a yes. new linebacker who, by the way, it could have been Jerome Wilson easily at that linebacker spot. James Neal worked really hard this offseason. The coaching staff really liked him. He finished today with 10 tackles, double digits in tackles. I don't think he's ever done that in his career. Yeah, he hasn't, and um, he was somebody I was really excited for, right? It was either him or Jerome Wilson, and unfortunately for Wilson, he's just struggled with injuries. As well. It was reported in the broadcast he wasn't going to play today he he missed all of last year outside of two games so it's been a tough road for him right and for James Neal to step up go out there do his thing I'm really impressed with him and uh there are some questions still on this defense, obviously, but other than that, they looked really good. I'm really bummed I did not get to hear the call by John Teicher for Logo Logo Va. Oh, man. How was that call? Uh, lo- I can't remember specifically because it was crazy over here, yeah. but <laughs> if it's anything like the, uh, the coaches show early on in the week, just call him Logo. Yeah, I love that. Coach says, I can't say his name. We just call him Logo. What do you think, Zay? Yeah, unfortunately, John, it was it was like when he uh, he kind of like threw he threw a player, didn't he? Like when he when he tackled him. It was a quarterback keeper by Zion Webb, and then he just blew up the middle. Yeah, yeah. John was like, um, we didn't really get to hear much. He's, he was just a little disappointed. He thought there might have been a flag. That was the issue. Oh, mm. you know, actually, from my perspective, I thought it was Tavita Tafuna. I didn't think it was him. Or I could I actually thought based on his like size. I thought maybe it was Sione uh, Tangaua. I was thinking, okay, it's either those guys, but no, yeah. it's Logo Logo Va. Just call him Logo. I like it, Sal. Yeah. Just call the him Logo. logo. Yep. <laughs> the Logo. I like it. Um, he's somebody I'm really looking forward to watching this year on that defensive line for the Miners. What do we think about... Um, 
What do we think about Oscar Moore? He played a lot the, uh, in this game. We also saw a lot of Katie Johnson, Kanias Vaughn. They went deep in their uh, defense today, and it felt like whenever they uh, rotated guys, those guys were hungry. Like They came onto the field like, wow, this is my only chance to play. I'm going to hit somebody right now. Yeah, you know, I was a bit disappointed in Maurice Westmoreland. I kind of expected him to be around the ball a little more. Last year, he was just like really swarming around him when he would get his opportunity. And it's not like he had a bad game. I was just expecting a tad bit more from him in that drop-end position. But um, you're right. You know, they were putting out other guys like Katie Johnson. I thought Katie Ooh. Johnson had a solid game, the Kilgore transfer. And um, they, they really did go deep. I even see uh, Nate Diamond was in there. Yes. So um, I'm really excited about the depth of this defense. Uh, craziest name that was on the defense. I can't even pronounce it. Osiasai to uh, – nah, I can't even do it. I'm butchering it. Number th- uh, number 43, that was the most obscure player that I had not – I did not have on my radar. Uh, Tau Eli. That would be my As- best uh, uh, pronunciation Eli, on that one. Osiasai, Tau Eli, Asai Si, Yeah, I, I don't Something know. like that. Let us know, yeah. Please correct us. Uh, or uh, I'll talk to the UTEP team <laughs> this weekend, and I'll ask how, how we pronounce that one right there. Uh, but nonetheless, let's keep things moving. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Got a lot of posts to still read. I just went into uh, um, you know X right now, and I saw the posts that we got to read. Let's do it. Uh, Joe Chacon, there is no silver lining to this. As much as it pains me to say, Jonathan Byers said play calling was going to be our downfall this year due to coaching, and after this, watching this game... Oh, boy. Hashtag pass me another. Hashtag we are just starting. Hashtag Pete Carroll at the helm. The good UTEP fan base writes... Uh, Rip City Trades is so hungry for success. UTEP administration needs a good hard look at what they're doing. There is a reason why other teams moved up from Conference USA. It starts it starts from the top. Hashtag minor talk from Rip City Trades. This one Coming in from Callaway 007, UTEP should prioritize hiring a coach who is truly dedicated to the program. Consider a local former player like Julio Lopez or Robert Rodriguez. That could be a good way to bring that commit and positive change. Let's go to Augustine on social media. Yes, Adrian, winnable season, really? This game was winnable and they screwed it up. Adrian, I love that everyone is saying Dimmel's out. Finally, I've been saying it since the sixth game of his first season. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah, actually, he probably is right on that. Manny David tweeting the program, I'll take the blame for the L this week. I brought my or I bought my throwback Miners jersey, and I didn't wear it today. Hashtag lessons learned. All right, blame Manny David. He just called it right there. Paul Reynoso posts into the program, Coach Dimmel might be the worst head coach in UTEP football history. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, I I want to do the I don't know about that one. <laughs> Gary Nord would have a conversation, and if it's not Gary Nord, it's uh, probably somebody like Charlie Bailey. And if it's not Charlie Bailey, it's probably somebody like David you Lee. Know, you know what the sad part is? There's a lot that we could choose from. Actually, you know what? That would actually be a really good list. Who is the worst UTEP coach of all time? I mean, look, seriously, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, it's historically bad with some of the uh, seasons that this, uh, you know, 
program has endured. You look at the 70s especially. That were those are some of the worst uh, seasons of football. Hashtag Billy Fire Billy Michael uh, back in the uh, late 70s for all those who are around there. Or uh, Billy Young. You know, <laughs> not a lot of success with him either before Bob Stoll got to town uh, in the early 80s. Let's go to uh, more tweets that are coming in. This is from Hunter. I'd love to hear Sean's Peyton take on Dimmel's coaching. Hashtag Minor Talk. Oh, man. I don't know if you'd like that one, Hunter. I don't know. Be careful what you wish for, man. This is from Daniel Pettis. Dimmel owes it to the rest of the team to make a change at quarterback. A quarterback that can run his system. Remember how well the offense played against UTSA without Gavin Hardison? Hardison keeps making the same mistakes, and he's not being held accountable. Guys, um, did you want UTEP to go out this offseason and recruit a quarterback? Yes, um, not not. I don't, I'm not saying that I want them to replace Gavin Hardison. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it all on me, right? I was a believer in Gavin Hardison. I thought he would have a breakout year, <laughs> and obviously, it's not looking good for me. But I would have liked to see them go out there get a JUCO guy, someone you know who who resembles that Calvin Brownholds play style. And yes, they played great in that UTSA game, or the first half. We're not. We all forget the second half where it all went downhill. It was hard for them to move the ball. And we're just all forgetting that, right? Are, are, am I wrong? Yeah, I think everybody's forgetting that one right there. I'm with you on that. Um, it's it's such a weird thing, too, right? I mean, um, it's also one of those where uh, I take a step back and I just kind of breathe, like take a deep breath. This is game one. It's a long season. It's a long it's a, season. And it's a it winnable is. season. I mean, I still look at a lot of these games, man. You're not telling me that uh, I'm really worried that worried about UNLV coming to town September 23rd. Maybe that's a team that's been, uh, you know, that's beat UTEP in the past. But I'm not like worried right now about that team coming to town. Uh, right now, um, La Tech is on the wa- uh, on the ropes right now against Florida International. UTEP could win that one at home. That's a Friday game. September September 29th. That's a very winnable game right here, Zay. Yeah, and you know what? This can come back to haunt me. If someone clips this right here, it can come back to haunt me, okay? But last year, there was a Conference USA team. They won eight games. They went eight and five. They won a bowl game, and they lost to a team. They got blown out to a team that was moving up to the FBS in their first game. It was James Madison? Was James Madison. James Madison blew out Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee ah, rebounded. Man. They went to the Hawaii Bowl. They won eight games. So, yes, this is an inexcusable loss, but it's it's not it's not don't don't lose all your hope just yet. They're just following the blueprint. That's all it is. Hey, uh, yeah. Sal, you drinking the Kool Aid or is it? Poison? I'm all in again, man. <laughs> that's that's what I needed, Zay. <laughs> no, oh, uh, seriously, like we 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 know that it is embarrassing to an extent, but at the same time, too, the the. The trend upward for Jacksonville State has been quite impressive over these last couple That's of years. True. So this doesn't this doesn't make the loss any easier. That's not what I'm trying to say. But Jacksonville State has a lot to play for as well. And you know, you gotta seal the deal. You don't have to be the better team night in and night out, but can you get it done when it matters? And you could sense that they had that. And also too, they have a lot of experience with, with Coach Rodriguez. So I wouldn't necessarily say they're scrubs, but it does suck to lose this game, especially after all the hype. Hey, uh, Mr. E tweets the program uh, at Headbanger Pete. They lost about 13,000 people for next week's game. Here comes the rise of the haters. Bad play calls in the end cost them. The bright side is it's the first game. 
game. The brighter side is NMSU got killed right now. Yes. Hashtag minor strong. Hashtag I still believe. And on that note, too, I was doing some digging. They lose to UMass, who has been incredibly terrible over the years. There's two stats uh, that I want to bring up. One, it was their first win in opening week against the FBS opponent since I may be off by a couple of years, but 1984, something oh like that, right? Oh my gosh, UMass? UMass, right? Wait, 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 we're talking about a game against a Division One team? They haven't won an in, opener? An opener, yeah, whether it that's be awful. home or away. That's awful. Right? So that's number one. And then uh, the second one is, to add to, to that as well, to how much it could sting for Aggie fans, is they haven't won more than one game since their 2018 season. Mm. We're looking Gosh, at one and eleven. I think zero and four during the COVID year, but a bunch of one and eleven seasons since then. So, minor fans, you may be upset right now, but if you're an Aggie fan, you're, you're equally as upset, if not more. So, man, a tough day for uh, for Borderland sports fans. Yeah, and that that was in Las Cruces, eh? Mm. What happened there? What was going on? Did you keep up with this game at all? Somewhat, but you know, I think did I talk about this on the Minor Talk podcast? The preview I talked about how you know I didn't. I don't think I did, but I, I was. I think I talked to you about it. That New Mexico State, you know, they have all this momentum coming into Week Zero. I compared it to UTEP against North Texas last year, and how you know you have all that. How are you going to deal with that momentum, that excitement when you haven't been in that position? And I don't think they dealt it. Uh, as great as they could, they lost to UMass. So um, it's an unfortunate day, like Sal said, for Borderland sports fans. Um, I'll just say this for Mr. E bringing up uh, NMSU and making that, uh, you know, a thing that you said bright side. Isn't that just a UTEP thing right there? I mean, come on, man. I- I'm just, you know, I'm not necessarily knocking the take. I'm just saying, like, uh, UTEP's got their own things to worry about right now. Stay stay in what's going on with the Miners football team right now, uh, and don't look over there 45 minutes away and what they're doing. And, you know, even if it's positive or negative, it just doesn't really matter. It's a, it's a team that plays right up, uh, you know, north of us here, and uh, and they, they're going to come to town on mm. October 18th on a Wednesday game for the 100th edition of the Battle of I-10. And the interesting part is they're both disappointing losses, but – they're early on in the season. Who's who's to say that they won't be better teams come the time that they meet up? Because that game's going to be, I mean, every game's important, but it's going to be a lot more important because is somebody four or five wins, um, you know, or are they trending upward? Can they build on that momentum? Will that game be what, you know, propels them to a winning season or kind of, you know, knock the plane back down. Hey, I asked you guys earlier, or I was talking to you guys earlier about um, when UTEP scores 30 or more points, they probably win. Actually, that's wrong. So I did, the, I did the numbers over the years, but it's not really surprising. Uh, over the time that Dana Dimmel has been here at UTEP, UTEP is 8-6 and six when they score over 30 points, okay? So they are 8-6. and six. Okay. Uh, they've, I don't think they've uh, scored more than 40 points than over a handful of games during the six seasons that Dana Dimmel has been here at UTEP. So that's another thing. In their struggle to score points, we talked about that earlier in one of the things that hurt them in this game. But how about this one? I I need to ask both of you all this question. From David Castro, why did UTEP get away from Torrance Burgess in the third quarter when he had much more success than Deion Hankins? That is uh, coming from David Castro. Uh, Who's going to defend Deion Hankins? 
Mm, nobody when he Zay? has the ball. Zay maybe? <laughs> I, I could. I could defend Deion Hankins. I still think he's being somewhat misused. I think there's better packages you can run him out of. Instead of being lateral to Gavin Hardison, such as like when he's in the shotgun, I like him when he's in the pistol. He can get some ground before he's making first contact with a defender. But yeah, it's, you know, Torrance Burgess Jr. should have been used much more, whether it's in the running game or the passing game, because he can do both. And he was he was unbelievable today. He, he was one of the few bright spots on that UTEP offense. And I didn't see it, man. I'll be real with you. Like, I, over the course of the spring and over the course of the summer, I liked him as a player. I liked when they threw him in different packages. I liked when I saw him with the second team run out. I didn't see many handoffs from him uh, over the last couple weeks of spring ball other than the second or third team reps. And the fact that he was used as much uh, as he was today tells me that this coaching staff is committed to a running back by committee approach, and they will ride the hot hand regardless. If it's Torrance Burgess, if it's uh, Gavin Hardison, who had eight attempts on the ground, he was scrambling a lot. If it was uh, Mike Franklin, who looked nice in the second quarter when they really weren't getting much from Deion Hankins, um, the way that I would defend Deion Hankins' game was he had a rough start and I thought he was a little passive and then as the game progressed he got more comfortable and as soon as he scored that touchdown it felt like he woke up like he was ready to go not necessarily like woke up uh, in terms of awareness but like he he had an extra spark to his own game but Sal I think the one thing with Deion Hankins is, and to Zay's point, maybe mm-hmm. at times he is misused, but maybe at times he, um, you know, they could just throw in Torrance Burgess as that number one running back and then have Deion Hankins continue to be that third down back when they need it. Because maybe the way that UTEP's offense is designed, maybe you need a faster running back since the offensive line takes a little longer to develop that run block. I think um, in terms of that, there's there's a couple things I want to say, but I think in terms of that, this may already be pre-planned, and they're just sticking to you know to the rotation. Like, hey, the flow of our game plan, whether it worked or not, right? But flow yeah. of our game plan is X Y Z amounts for for Dion. Then give it off to to um, to Torrance Burgess Jr. Whatever the case is, I think that's really what went on there. But um, by committee is not that bad. Just running these numbers, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's like four yards a carry uh, for each of them. So although you know Burgess showed a, a bit more um, better flashes, so to speak, um, I still think you do it by design. And when the game's on the line. I still think Dion is that guy. However, going to either of those backs, um, it's really not a bad decision. So when you ask right now, this is number two, and you said, who's going to defend Dion? I thought you were alluding to like a, a something in short. I'm like, nobody's going to defend him when he has the ball. Yeah, that's right. No, I but, get that. Yeah, I like man. that. Okay, uh, let's keep things moving. 915-505-6009 is our number to get into the program. We're also available 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's 600 ESPN El Paso, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, or any of the social media platforms, including our free mobile app powered by First American Bank. Coming up in a little bit, we'll bring you our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso, and of course, our drive of the game brought to you by New Start Homes. Let's do this. Let's take a break, and then we'll get to more posts that are coming in on our end stay with us as minor talk continues right here on 600 espn el paso 
Your home office setup is amazing. How did you pull it off? Thanks. I actually bought a tiny home from New Start Homes. It's transformed my work-life balance. A tiny home? But how can you fit all your things inside? Tiny home is just a name. New Start Homes was able to customize this space to exactly what I needed. A kitchen, my own bedroom, and even this living space. Elevate your remote work experience with New Start Homes. From just $75 per square foot, they redefine the way you work and live. From El Paso to Las Cruces, discover the difference with New Start Homes online at newstarthomes.net. Howdy, Lauren Hodges of Longhorn Distributing, proud supporters of UTEP football and coach Dana Demmel. As we begin our 30th year of supplying top-of-the-line detail products, we invite you to our store at 5516 East Paisano in the middle of El Paso. Longhorn Distributing is also the only distributor of hot seat pressure washers in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. Both hot and cold and trailer-mounted pressure washers, plus a factory-trained service department to back it up. Drop on by at Longhorn Distributing. It's the fourth quarter and the clock is winding Who are you trusting to win your team the championship? In football, teams trust coaches and captains to guide them on the field. Off the field, put your trust in the Oscar Adietta Agency to guide you through the best insurance bundles for your needs. Contact our friendly staff about putting together a customized auto, home, and life proposal for you today. Team up with the Oscar Adietta Agency today. Visit OscarAdiettaAgency.com or call them at 915-400-6000. 90 degrees, bring it. 100 degree temperatures bring it no matter how extreme the temperature gets you can stay cool and comfortable with champion momentum premium residential systems every champion unit is designed engineered and assembled in the united states visit the find a dealer tab to locate your nearest local champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com and learn how you can significantly reduce your energy costs wind supply el paso is a proud supporter of utep athletics go miners You've outdone yourself with these tailgate supplies. Thanks. By the way, you won't believe how all this is affordable. Really? How? Fantastic deal on a spacious mobile home from New Start Homes. So much better than paying a mortgage with all the high property taxes. A new mobile home? But my credit and I've rented all my life. New Start Homes has options for everyone, regardless of credit history. Kick off the season with New Start Homes. No credit, no worries. From Texas to New Mexico, it's time to score with New Start Homes. Visit them at newstarthomes.net. 600 ESPN El Paso. Like the legend of the Phoenix, all ends with beginnings. What keeps the planet spinning? Welcome back. Minor Talk continues here. I'm Adrian Bratis. He's Salmontes, my co-host. We got a new co-host as well. His name is Zay Galindo. We are presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Thanks to the Oscar Arieta Agency for all the swag they dropped off today out at the district for our watch party. Thanks to everybody who showed up today. Can't re- I mean, I'm going to keep saying this. Every intro, outro of breaks or return to breaks, I'm definitely going to keep saying that. Thank you to everybody who packed the house. It was a full house out there at the district. Uh, I can't even believe that, man. I can't believe that we actually did that. But it was, it was so much fun. And uh, looking forward to all the rest of this year at the district where we will have minor talk watch parties, minor talk tail gates post-game shows uh all sorts of really cool things 
Also want to really uh, thank Wind Supply El Paso. They are back again. Wind Supply El Paso is so clutch. They've always been with us here on Minor Talk, and uh, El Paso is finally out of the triple digits right now. You can escape the El Paso heat and get back to cool with Master Cool. Wind Supply El Paso is an official distribu- uh, distributor of Master Cool evaporative coolers, and they don't want you to sweat it out while you wait for the temperature outside to cool off. Each of their system is Price lower than the box stores, and Master Cool can defy the Sun City heat. To locate your nearest Master Cool dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. That's the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. Big shout out to Renee, big shout out to Wind Supply El Paso for being back with us here on Minor Talk as we continue. We'll get back to our Hot Hand of the Game award coming up soon. We'll also get back to our Drive of the Game brought to you by New Start Homes. Coming up later as well, but let's continue on uh, social media where we have more people trying to connect. Uh, this is Jonathan Byers who sends us this post. You all let a person on who doesn't even know who UTEP was playing? No shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man that was really good uh david castro on pepper's call as well pepper just made me realize life is too short to get pissed utep fans needed that laugh <laughs> they were, dude we needed that, that laugh great. man we all need zay i'm happy that you put him on i'm happy that we had that guy on the show that was awesome yeah you know i was not expecting that he <laughs> sounded all confident Pe- you know there's a backstory he sounded all confident hey i want to talk about the miners he sounded all confident it sounded like it was going to be a great call. I was not. He was a great that. call. You know. You know what the best part was is in the beginning. He's like, "You guys are. You guys are just being mean. People are mean." And then, no, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, South Carolina. It was Jacksonville State. Oh no! Then be more mean. <laughs> it was. So that was funny. the best. It was such a great call. Uh, Headbanger Pete. He is on one right now, Mister E. I love you, Ted brother, but I hear you. It's the same old, same old. Straight frustration. Guess they fooled me with all those billboards all around I-10. Hashtag got me. Hashtag minor strong. You know what? And, and I'm glad he brought that up because um, in previous years, people w- would blame attendance on marketing. And I, and I think marketing has done a phenomenal job um, in recent, mem- or, you know, within the recent years. And I agree. They, they're doing a great job. I mean, we look at the performance of the team, and if you just look at that alone it makes you kind of with a sick feeling in your stomach but you know season after season they find a way to get early on people to go to the games just gotta you know win some games and keep them there uh, our telephone number 915-505-6009 to weigh in on the show 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere you have social media Jonathan Byers chimes in he says I completely wanted Hardison out and then he quote tweets something that he posted back on December 12th of 2022 saying quote and for the record I still believe Gavin Hardison should be replaced this offseason and demoted to backup quarterback that's what uh, Jonathan Byers is saying look guys the way that I feel about how this is how I feel about Gavin Hardison just bottom line he has an nfl arm he has uh struggles decision making he does not you know his play the play calling sometimes doesn't necessarily favor his play style but at the same time his play style does not really favor utep's offense in the way that they want to be built remember when calvin brownholtz was thrown in the mix i mean all the different plays that you started to see from utep because they had that running quarterback and that's maybe a little unfair of me to say right now knowing that gavin hardison had eight rushing attempts tonight and he tried to scramble for the ball he tried uh to run his long uh longest run came from 11 
yards out. So he tried in this one at least. Um, you know, 17 of 29, 208 passing yards. I said three interceptions earlier. It was two, but he also had that fumble. So three ter- total turnovers, 59% completion rating. Actually, that's a good percentage for Gavin Hardison. And he had that touchdown. But again, one touchdown to two interceptions along with that fumble. Zay, before the game started, I don't know if you saw on social media, but I did, a lot of hype for Gavin Hardison. I mean, like, uh, mm. I saw like NFL scout. somebody tweeted, and I think it was Jim Nagy, who tweeted something like, NFL scouts love him as a sleeper pick in the draft. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm, I'm really not. But I am saying that uh, this is one of those things where, what, what's, I mean, like, what do we make of him right now? You know, um, there's one thing that I've learned from NFL scouts, NFL teams in general. There's nothing NFL teams love more than a project. And Gavin Hardison is a project. He has, you know, the raw, the raw, you know, the size, the arm, all that. He just doesn't have the mechanics. He doesn't have the proper reads and stuff like that. Stuff that can be worked on. It'll be difficult. But, um, you know, if you take him late sixth round, early seventh round, even undrafted, he's a, he's a guy that some scouts do look at and say, hey, I can I can make that work. Yeah, the arm talent's there. I can make yeah. it work. I, the arm talent's there. I hear that. Uh, let's keep it going on X right now. Uh, this coming from Mr. E. Man, Mr. E, again, I, can, I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. He's on one tonight. Gary Nord got them to a bowl. Hashtag facts. Then again, so did Dana Dimmel. But it looks like everyone has pushed the panic button. Hashtag haters. Hashtag typical El Paso at 600 ESPN El Paso. I don't know. I think I still maintain six and six. I'm going to still stick with that one right there. I think they'll go at that point. Prove me wrong. I mean, lose all these games, UTEP, and, and make this a disaster of a season. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're right at 500 uh, to close out this year. Uh, let's keep it moving on the phones. Ricky is next on the phone lines right now. 915-505-6009. Ricky, good evening. What's up? How's it going, guys? You doing all right? Ricky, I can't believe you're hanging with us, man. This is it's late. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been listening to y'all since uh, the game ended, man, but I just wow. want to get my opinion on here real quick. Uh, I understand that there might be a need to run the ball on third and fourth down, especially just getting one yard, but Demo not putting the ball in the hands of Dion just shows that there's no trust there. And how can you blame him? 15 carries, 54 yards, only averaging three yards the whole game. That fourth down play wasn't a bad call, though, guys. The slot wide receiver was sitting right in the middle. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, no, no. I I said this earlier. Kelly Kari looked open, and Zay pointed it out to me. But actually, right when that play developed on fourth down, they were open. Guys were open right there. It was a simple button hook play. And and I thought Hardison held on to that ball too long. Right, yeah. He was sitting right in the middle, guys. I mean, if that pass is complete, I think this whole narrative has changed. You know, I think, you know, fans and UTEP fans would say, well, this is a big win for Demo if Hardison just looks in the middle and we complete that pass. And who knows, we kick the field goal to tie the game or we score a touchdown. I just think also, you know, they had asked Demo at the end of the game, you know, like, why didn't you run the ball? And he said, you know, the running game's not there the whole game. You know, so I think it's just more of the trust there in the running backs and not putting the hands and the ball in the hands of the running backs just shows that there's no trust there. I I, I hear what you're saying. I hear it. Do you agree with that? Do you buy that? Um, From looking at the stats, I mean, that other running back that got in there uh, instead of Dion, he did play a very good game. 
Um, but just there at that situation, maybe just, you know, who knows what's going on in, in, in those play calls or whoever's coming up with those ideas to run the ball there or to pass the ball. I mean, it, it shows that, I mean, you even said it on the, on the line right now on the air that, you know, Dion had his first touchdown there and then it kind of woke him up, you know, to get going. I mean, it shouldn't take him that long to get going in the game, especially if he's, you know, their, their go-to back. You don't want to, you kind of don't want to see that, you know, you kind of want him there the whole game getting good yards. Um, I just think there's just no trust there, guys. You, you guys don't. You guys don't. You guys well, don't think that. You guys I think that's that. right. I think that's right, and I think that's actually a sad reality right there because um, maybe Dana Dimmel realized early in this one, and maybe it was at half he realized. Wait a second. We we need to abandon the run. Rich Rod has a, a a plan to stop our run, and nothing is working right now. We need to be a pass first team in the second half while sprinkling in the run here and there. I hear the excuse. I hear it. I mean, I I hear what Dana Dimmel is saying. Like we weren't running the ball well today, and we needed to to mix things up on that final drive. And you're right. Look at the third and one. It's a check down to Kelly Akari. Perfectly thrown ball. Great play on the second on the corner on that one. And then on the fourth down play, there were guys open for Gavin Hardison. I just felt like he held on to it just a little bit. If he had thrown it just a second earlier, he would have had any man. Um, But all of this, all of this is moot because at the end of the day, man, all this is – real real quick, real quick, Ricky. All this is moot because if they get that first down, who's to say they actually score on that drive? Right. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, I, the field goal kick, the, the kick's a little bit shorter, you know, and maybe there's also that trust in not wanting to kick the field goal there because of how far it is. Um, but you're right. If we do end up getting that first down, you know, who ends up, who knows if we end up winning that game. But going back to you guys' point, you guys were talking about um, the quarterback's situ- um his decision making, you know, he he was staring down that wide receiver the whole the whole time, and there was also a pick. There was a pick on that on that um, on that play. There was a there should have been a pass interference, offensive pass interference, because our wide receiver picked the guy. But that's that's another that's another topic for another day. Mm. But that wide receiver sat in the middle. If Garvin Harrison looks towards the middle, you know, I think this whole narrative has changed, and UTEP's one and zero. I mean, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, you know, that's just the way I feel. No, I, hey, that's a good, uh, really good opinion right there, Ricky. And I think it's a really good thing that you bring up. You know, another thing I would say is the one reason why that pass was maybe failed from the start or that play was failed from the start on fourth down, Gavin Hardison doesn't throw down the middle. He just doesn't. We talked about this earlier. Right and left, that's where he looks on the field. He does not look in the middle. When he does, you saw it today, two interceptions in this one. I mean, it just wasn't the case this game uh, for Hardison. He actually only attempted uh, five passes in the middle compared to everywhere else on the field. So that's just one of the problems right there with Hardison is uh, and you don't want to see that and you don't want to see that from an experienced quarterback. No. You know what I mean? For being here in El Paso being uh, how many years has he been here already? A well, this is he's a he's a third or fourth year starter right now. Fourth right. year starter. So at what point, you know, does the blame come off of demo and it starts going towards the players? You know what I mean? A little bit like just, you know, bad bad start, you know, with like I said, three and a half three and a half yards. Uh, averaging for Dion for the, today's game, Garvin didn't play a good game today. So I, you know, when does the shift change to the players and you know their ability and them making plays? And you know, instead of people saying, you know, I understand the frustration with Demo, I, I totally understand. But at what point are we going to be like, well, our players are just not producing? 
you know, at what point do we start switching the narrative towards that? You know, it's interesting because Dana Dimmel was one is one of those coaches who I, I just feel like he's gotten hate since day one. I mean, that's right. why I don't really address a lot of it, like the fire Dimmel stuff. I, I really don't because I, I've maintained the same thing that I've done every single year. It's it's a job right now that doesn't pay much. It's a job right now that not a lot of coaches would want all across America. It's in a bad conference in Conference USA. It's a historically awful awful program that has not won a bowl game since 1967 it is not a desirable job but when Dana Dimmel took the job it was below ground zero and he brought it now to like a middle point like they have a good roster they have talent on the roster and the frustrating part for minor fans from a minor minor, uh, fan perspective is the fact that they don't see that tangible progression year over year the coaching staff does you know on paper they see it they're graduating players left and right they're bringing in Juco talent. They're sending guys to professional leagues here. They're recruiting t- uh, local talent, Juco talent, uh, transfer portal talent, whatever it is. But right. they're just not getting those wins that they want. Right. And, you know, they have they have another great opportunity, you know, coming next week here at home. And, yeah, I've always said it, and a lot of, a, a lot of uh, people who live here in El Paso, it's that first home game that, that UTEP has. And if they end up blowing this one, you know, that's when our faithful fans and, you know, this community, if they lose this one, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. But they have, they have a good chance, uh, another opportunity coming next week in front of, like you guys said, 25,000, um, you know, to make up this loss. And you know, and to get everyone together again, this community, and that's what it, that's what they need, and that's what we need here in El Paso. But if they lose that that home opening game, I mean, we're not going to see any more fans in that in that fumble, you know. Mm. And it's and it's clear because we've it's always you know we've I believe last year UTEP had a home home opening game, and they lost it, and there was a bunch of people there, and and the next home game there's hardly anyone there, and you know it's going to be a shame if you know they can't get it together and win this home uh, this opening game at, at home next week. All right, Ricky. Hey, I appreciate your phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. I thought you brought up some really, really good points right there. Hey, guys, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Adietha Agency here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Streaming worldwide through the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. 600 ESPN El Paso is KROD El Paso, a Town Square media station. All right, we're back. Minor Talk continues here along with Sal Montes, Zay Galindo. I'm Adrian Bradis. We are continuing here. I just drank some tea, so I've got to be energized, guys. <laughs> we're not falling asleep here. Uh, we started at, what, 7.30, 7.45? We're, we're still going. Let's keep it going. We've had, like, maybe one or two breaks. So, um, <laughs> except, for the, the, except for me having a break for uh, um, leaving the district and then head and rushing over here. By the way, I don't even know if I brought everything. So, we, we might get a call from the district right now. Hey, you left your mic out here you left whatever uh i don't know if i brought everything man i'm I'm hoping i did i just threw everything in my car i mean seriously like (laughs) it was uh it was a rush i've never torn down uh as fast as i did at the district and by the way there were people who were waiting who wanted to talk on minor talk like they were they wanted to join us in person which would have been really difficult knowing how many calls that we had as well so yeah and i know that um we did get some calls and i'm uh i guess a couple of them no we did i I was listening to them they were great um, no like from who were over there that wound up calling, oh if I'm nice. not mistaken maybe there well Esteban's one right Esteban and I'm pretty sure there was a milkman a, a milkman there were some others so we had Adrian calling so it's always great you know what I mean it's just uh, a technical side of it but 
Don't worry, though. We'll still always get you on one way or the other. Hey, uh, I want to talk uh, starters real quick. Not that it matters, but I think it matters. And maybe for minor fans uh, who are, you know, following this program, maybe they care about who started, who didn't. Uh, offensively, I'm not surprised with any of the starters. However, they did start with Julian Lopez. He played today, and uh, I was I told Zay this yesterday. I was like, over under one catch for Julian Lopez. He had one target, and he dropped it. So. Mm. Julian Lopez, Chapin's finest, who the coaching staff loves. He played a lot of snaps in today's game, and I don't. I don't think he's pretty bad. I mean, I like him. I'm not um, knocking him. This is his first game in a starting effort, and uh, yeah, he just he just couldn't haul in that pass that came his way. But he did some good blocking today. Yeah, you know, um, I'm just looking at from what I watched, and I was not paying attention to the tight ends and the fullbacks uh, during run block or pass blocking plays. But um, I just really was not impressed from any of them. You know, mm. to be honest, I was really not impressed from any of them. And um, you know, I could be proven wrong, right? If I've rewatched this game and I'm seeing them getting pancake blocks and they're opening lanes for for Dion and Torrance, then hey, they proved me wrong. But from what I saw, I just really was not that impressed. You know what? Uh, a lot of people at the actual watch party did not like our t- uh, the uh, the miners' tight end play. They did not like what they saw from that. Like they did not like Zach Fryer. They did not like uh, Marcus Vinson. They did not like Julian Lopez. Uh, this was a lot of uh, feedback that we received at the actual watch party. Like, oh, they need to use their tight ends more. Well, you probably took uh, Trent Thompson for granted last year, yeah. and you know that's he was somebody who was just a monster. I mean, he was somebody who was a difference maker for this team, both in the run blocking game, which he was sound fundamentally, but also in the passing game where he can get open. Yeah, you know, and yeah. Trent- Trent Thompson, he got open, and hey, maybe sometimes he dropped it, but for the, for the most part, he 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 could catch, he could get open, he had some speed on him too. So I was I'm really disappointed. No Judah Azinwa, I was really right. disappointed not to see him. I know you know he might be an injury concern. Who knows what it is? Maybe he just wasn't producing in practice. But um, the athleticism is there. The athleticism is there, and. I'm just really disappointed we didn't see him today. Speaking of disappointed, are you all disappointed in Tyron Smith? Um, I am. I'm. I'm a, yeah, I, I can definitely say I'm a little disappointed. There wasn't much separation, and you know, people were complaining, right? They didn't get him the ball. Well, was he open? Well, right. he had that one that was right down the middle where he dropped. I thought it was a perfectly thrown pass by Hardison. I uh, think that was. I think it was tipped. Okay. Was it? Was it that one where he put a lot? Yes. Of, it was tipped. That one was okay. tipped. So they're they're giving a little credit to the the corner. I I got you. Um, what about defensively? Uh, the one starter that stood out to me. Trez Moore uh, over Tory Richardson. Although Richardson probably played more snaps when it was all said and done, I was a little surprised to see Trez Moore start at the corner position. I think I may have said that incorrectly earlier and said, "Oh, well, Trez Moore coming in off the off the bench." No, no, no. He played the first snaps for the Miners defensively at that corner position instead of Tory Richardson. Uh, Mikel Broussard played the weak safety spot. We kind of knew that. We also knew that Elijah Johnson would take over the nickelback role. We knew that uh, Tavita Tafuna, Keenan. Stewart, uh, Praise Amayule, uh, Maurice Westmoreland. Those are their guys up front. I guess for me, the only surprise uh, today was seeing Trez Moore out there starting corner over Tory Richardson. What'd you, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, you know, Trez Moore, he was somebody who played since the beginning of last year. So maybe, you know, he had a good uh, camp and they were they decided to reward him over Tory Richardson, who also played phenomenal. So um, I do have a question for you guys, though. Going back to Ricky's call, right? You're talking about the running backs and um, it's something we haven't talked about yet, but 
Is this game any different if Aaron Dumas is playing? Oh, is this any different? Oh. No one has, no one has even mentioned him. Oh man, and I don't know how Off much the top of, rope. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's uh, thought about this. I don't think it's much different, but you know he could have made a difference. He could have had a couple runs here and there that would have opened up the lanes for Dion. Oh man, so just when know. we thought we were about to finish. All right, let's go thirty minutes on Aaron Dumas. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that, that's a great question. It is because man. Uh, obviously. You can use a talent like that. And I think um, on any team that he's going to be on, that's a guy that you get touches just because of the uh, the potential for, for big playmaking there. I mean, maybe. Who knows? It, it, and people say, would it have made a difference? I think it would have made a, a small difference. But you lose by three points. That could be the difference that you need. So mm. would, would, it have, would he have been the difference, I guess? Wow, that's a great question. Yeah. I mean, it's a really, it's a really, really good question. I like it a lot. Um, it's a, it's an ultimate what if. And uh, just to set the record straight for everybody who's listening right there and who's like, wait, who's Aaron Dumas? Well, Aaron Dumas was uh, a top running back coming out of El Paso a couple of years ago. Graduated from Americas. Uh, you know, he joins that long list of great Americas running backs who graduated and, and going on to playing Division One college football. Started at New Mexico, where he was an All Conference uh, freshman in the Mountain West, transferred to Washington. Washington's uh, then... They had a, a running back they recruited late in the cycle, and he ended up taking all the carries. So Aaron Dumas really never saw the field last year. Um, also apparently battled you know some some mental health issues as well, which he cited in his NCAA waiver to try to transfer back to UTEP here. And I say just back to UTEP, but really back to El Paso, uh, his hometown here. And unfortunately, the waiver has not cleared. Uh, nothing has been said about this. Dana Dimmel does not comment about this. So all signs are indicating this will not happen he will not get his waiver of eligibility this year so we will have to wait till next year to see what happens with Aaron Dumas a running back like him the America's product who uh is is a phenomenal running back I mean let's just put it uh put it simply I'll say this I just love what they got out of Torrance Burgess maybe not so much harping on what they could have had with uh you know somebody like Aaron Dumas but man what they were getting out of Torrance Burgess and Mike Franklin who by the way Mike Franklin's speedy guy he's he's a lot faster than i thought i i thought when he was out there i thought wait is that cartraven walker no it's it's uh it's mike franklin so i thought he did he had a nice game too but 43 carries right now guys to 29 pass attempts that's a ratio i like and they still lost that's the that's the bottom line yeah, you know, it was pretty disappointing that, you know, that's that's how it went. But uh, I don't think they set a play action enough. I don't think there was a lot. I think they missed out on a lot of opportunities. But I'm watching from home, right? I'm not on that field. I'm not making those decisions. So I'm not going to complain too much. Um, apparently, you know, on the broadcast, they said we were supposed to see Izel Jolly. Right. And not see him, which is a little disappointing. You know, I would have liked to see another running back, even Cartraven Walker out there, you know, just to keep throwing – Throwing them different looks, throwing Jacksonville State different looks when, you know, at times the, the run game did get stale. If you can throw out another running back with that much talent, you know, it could have really, I'm not going to say it would have really changed the game, but it could have given you, you know, a, bur- a burst. I think so. I think could have. Um, yeah, most definitely. Hey, let's do this. Let's take another break here on the show. When we come back, let's start handing out some awards. Let's start winding things down. If you have a late call and if you've been uh, listening in, if you're hanging with us and you're you're uh, you have an opinion about UTEP football, give us a call nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. We'll take calls all the way um, you know until the wee ends of the night. I mean, we're 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 here. We're not trying to leave anytime soon. But uh, if you 
you want to weigh in, now is the time to do so. 915-505-6009. We'll run down more stats, and we'll start wrapping things up here and winding down with awards coming up next. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar IDFA Agency. More in a moment, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've outdone yourself with these tailgate supplies. Thanks. By the way, you won't believe how all this is affordable. Really? How? Fantastic deal on a spacious mobile home from New Start Homes. So much better than paying a mortgage with all the high property taxes. A new mobile home? But my credit and I've rented all my life. New Start Homes has options for everyone, regardless of credit history. Kick off the season with New Start Homes. No credit, no worries. From Texas to New Mexico, it's time to score with New Start Homes. Visit them at newstarthomes.net. Hi, El Paso. It's Prairie. Like I defend the end zone, the Oscar Arrieta Agency defends your home. From the football fields to your front door, we've got you covered. Trust our agency for all your insurance needs. Home Sweet Home deserves the sweetest insurance coverage. Choose the Oscar Arrieta Agency to get the home field advantage. Visit RiseUp915.com to register for game day giveaways and visit the Oscar Arrieta Agency booth at the next UTEP home game. Let's rise up, El Paso. And go Miners! Howdy, Lauren Hodges of Longhorn Distributing proud supporters of UTEP football and coach Dana Demmel. As we begin our 30th year of supplying top-of-the-line detail products, we invite you to our store at 5516 East Paisano in the middle of El Paso. Longhorn Distributing is also the only distributor of hot seat pressure washers in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. Both hot and cold and trailer-mounted pressure washers, plus a factory-trained service department to back it up. Drop on by at Longhorn Distributing. Your home office setup is amazing. How did you pull it off? Thanks. I actually bought a tiny home from New Start Homes. It's transformed my work-life balance. A tiny home? But how can you fit all your things inside? Tiny home is just a name. New Start Homes was able to customize this space to exactly what I needed. A kitchen, my own bedroom, and even this living space. Elevate your remote work experience with New Start Homes. From just $75 per square foot, they redefine the way you work and live. From El Paso to Las Cruces, discover the difference with New Start Homes online at newstarthomes.net. 90 degrees? Bring it. 100 degree temperatures? Bring it. It. No matter how extreme the temperature gets, you can stay cool and comfortable with Champion Momentum Premium Residential Systems. Every Champion unit is designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States. Visit the Find a Dealer tab to locate your nearest local Champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com and learn how you can significantly reduce your energy costs. Wind Supply El Paso is a proud supporter of UTEP Athletics. Go Miners! 600 ESPN El Paso. Talk continues. We are presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. They've got four locations in El Paso. They are the official insurance agents of the UTEP Miners, and that is Oscar Arieta. He is the man. When it comes to UTEP sports, he always comes through with great gifts 
like he had giveaways today, uh, sunglasses for anybody who showed up. They were sponsored by the Oscar Idea at the Agency, but they were UTEP-branded sunglasses that were pretty sweet. Uh, also gave away water bottles, Frisbees out at our event today as well. Uh, so big shout-out to the Oscar Idea at the Agency. If you're a UTEP fan and you're going to games this year, stop by their booth uh, with the Oscar Idea at the Agency or visit their website, riseup915.com, and they've got uh, ways that you could register for giveaways. You don't have to put any kind of uh, payment in. It's all free. Terms and conditions apply, but they've got great giveaways happening now. RiseUp915.com is where you could check that out. Uh, also want to give a huge shout out one more time to the District uh, Kitchen and Pub. They were excellent. They were awesome hosts. Um, the The District is such a great place to be at um, for all for all these watch parties and all these events big shout out to the minor mafia for making a trip out there and supporting us and also all the listeners who supported us as well i think it was kind of like you know i saw pinky uh interacting with this guy named christian and it's like pinky who's watched uh literally glory uh, he watched the 1966 team like he remembers those teams and he's talking to this younger uh minor fan in christian who's like you know in his 20s right now and he's he's like around our age and he is like a utep fan but he's kind of growing into uh this like yeah. fan base and stuff like that but it was cool to see like generations of utep fans interact at the live uh bra- or watch party i should say and we had raffles all throughout the uh the night as well we had some uh thanks to our great uh, you know partners at 915 tours they printed us some shirts they printed us some stickers and we handed those out if you're an out of towner who wants a minor talk uh sticker slide in my dms i'll send it your way i we had a couple people um reach out to me minor talk uh swag they wanted some of it uh we'll definitely hook that up and uh really appreciate everybody actually caring about the show and actually showing up i was saying on sports talk hey maybe two people maybe 20 people think you know it was a packed house i lost count so it was, it was yeah. just awesome man no the the videos that we saw was just uh, was just incredible and i think that's um a couple things one it's it's close by which is great so whenever there's home games i'm with you, you know pre and post that that could be you know your spot but other than that though just the the camaraderie that's there and you know the, the kinship that everybody has with each other all because of UTEP so that's right. um, you know as, as seasons go on I mean this is just football can you imagine basketball and you know, the hype around that too so it's really exciting volleyball is doing great they're 3-0 and by the oh, way let's go <laughs> they killed it um, but I mean that could be a really really good hub for, for UTEP athletics fans yeah. uh, Zay let me let me get your two minute uh, UTEP volleyball spiel give, me, give it all to me including their huge victory over, over a Power Five program yesterday. Yeah, you know they came into this tournament in south south uh, southeastern Louisiana, and um, you know it's a tournament held by them. It was Grambling State and Washington also in that tournament, and um, they opened up with Washington, who went to the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, they were receiving votes in the top twenty-five poll, and they went out there and they just competed with them and they beat them. You know they went out there, they they controlled most of the game. There really wasn't a doubt in my mind, and I'm not watching that game. There was no stream. But just from the stats, just looking, keeping up with the stats, there was no doubt in my mind that they were gonna win. That they weren't gonna win that game. You know, I kind of like they 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 controlled it. There was there was really no point that I was like, dang, they're gonna lose. You know, good good try. You know, they were almost there. No, I knew they were gonna win that game almost. You know, the whole way through. So uh, very impressed by them. And then watching them in an actual game today against SLU, uh, they just look so athletic. They have the athleticism of a Power Five team. You know, they're they're big. They're strong. They're fast. You know, they they 
they play with such flawless technique. And I mean, Ben Wallace has done. I mean, I can't understate. I can, he's done a phenomenal job at bringing this program to national prominence. And um, don't be surprised if they uh, if they get some top twenty five votes. They took down two NCAA tournament teams. Okay, explain it to me like I'm five when I'm asking you what's the depth like in Conference USA because we're saying positive things right now, but none of this really matters unless they actually have success in conference play. Yeah, you know, Conference USA, it's it's a really strong conference. You know, it got it, it got better kind of by subtra- subtraction, right? You know, they have Western Kentucky, who is, you know, top 25. They're such a good football, uh, not football, volleyball team. And, um, you know, they, they took down the 12th ranked team over the weekend. So it's stronger by subtraction. Mm. So it's going to be a, a grind every week no matter who they're playing if it's the worst team it's the, if it's the best team UTEP can fall uh Zay what other topics do we have we not hit on when it comes to UTEP football even it, whether it's like uniform uh conversations whether it's uh you know uh temperature conversations what other topics have we not hit on um, uh, you know, you said uniforms. What, what's up with these uniforms? What's up? Are with we the good? Orange are we good with these? What, what, what do you think? What, what are we rating this uniform uh, selection right here? Because I'm going. I thought the the three stripes look good. I thought the the sleeves looked solid. So uniform battle today. Um, it, I'm just going to compare it to New Mexico State because I thought New Mexico State came out with some swag today. I'm not going to lie. I'm no? not. I'm not a fan of of. I, I don't know. I thought the uniforms looked great. I don't like the helmet choice. What's up with the orange? You know, it just kind of throws go all it off. white. Just go all white. It looks okay. cleaner. It looks icier. But other than that, I thought the uniforms looked phenomenal. Sal, uh, number one, I just want to say I was on the uh, the Adidas uh, bandwagon coming into the the year before you they even got it. Also, I just did it because uh, I gotta disagree sometimes and, and be the other side. So it lucked out this time, right? But no, I I do like the selection. However. I'm a fan of of um, you know helmet is is one color jersey another and then the pants are the same color as a helmet or you just go with the same color all across the board. So two things I probably would have done a couple of um, two choices rather either go with the white helmet and you go all white or you just do orange pants. Mm, I like that. I kind of like that. Or with as um, with the numbers being um, that big, so to speak, you can even go uh, blue pants, and that'll look good too. It's, it's very rare, you know, because the pants don't match the helmet, but they have a chance to mix and match and look sharp in just about anything this year. Agreed, and uh, I guess no more nine one five on the helmet. Mm, that's true. That's a, mm. that's a really good point. Yeah, that's uh, something they're not doing anymore. So not even next week for. 915 that's a good question so they're going to use those throwback uh jerseys correct zay they're going to be going with those uh next week for their home opener um is that so if that's the case then what happens they're going to be rocking with the throwback pete helmets i'm I'm Mm. assuming right i I don't know that's right yeah and and 915 night is uh unlv that's my bad (laughs) that's september 23rd my bad no you're all you're all good um hey i had 43 uh replies on scoring uh predictions for this one i think we may have only had one person who picked uh jacksonville state but i I gotta double check on that couple 
Um, oh, so you did. Okay. Oh, uh, Nick Gazzaro picked uh, Jacksonville State 28-27. So that was a one-point spread right there. Let's see uh, if I get another Jacksonville State in front of me. I'm looking right now. UTIP 24, Jacksonville State 14. That's coming from Hershey Antwin Athletics, by the I way. I think Brandon Cohn. I think Brandon yeah. Cohn is the only one. I think he might be the only one who actually predicted uh, Jacksonville State to beat UTIP. And I think he actually uh, so zo- oh actually all right all right Zona Cactus mm. he did tw- they did twenty four twenty UTEP okay mm. Brandon Cohn let's see what he did he said Jacksonville State twenty seven twenty three they tied four points spread for both of them how about that nice wow Ooh. so what who go. do we give it to I think we have to give it to both right something yeah. like that I, I think um, who, what, you said Zona Cactus yes right? Is that and Iceman Cone Zona Cactus Cone Ice there we go no um, I think the score was closer in terms of the um, the total score but I mean Brandon we, we know where you live man <laughs> I got you don't I like worry it. Uh, Zay we good on the hotline we get it over there we are good okay cool uh, our telephone number 915-505-6009 on the telephone number as we continue also 600 ESPN El Paso wherever you check out social media that's where we are found let's give out some awards let's start wrapping this one up and winding this one down and then we'll look to next week and preview what's ahead for the miners let's start off with our wind supply El Paso hot hand of the game guys we didn't get to talk a lot about him but um, I want everybody to talk about him here because I thought he had easily the best game of anybody on that offense and I'm talking about Kelly Akari four catches 102 receiving yards and a touchdown should have been two I mean let's be real should have been two Uh, he had that really close one early on into the game I thought um, because that one was reviewed and overturned as he dropped that one early on into the game that could have been another uh, what 30 plus yard touchdown for Kelly Akari in this game instead of that one uh, being called as a catch it was overturned and nonetheless uh, Kelly Akari could have had two touchdowns had one over 100 receiving yards and they needed a big game from him because everybody else struggled no one else had more than uh, 40 yards of receiving including Tyron Smith who had five catches today still held under 40 yards in receiving Zach Fryer and, and Marcus Bellin both had a pair of catches but Kelly Akari was that target that the Miners needed in the past game. Four catches, 102 receiving yards, a touchdown, and of course, eight targets. He also averaged in this one 25 yards uh, per completion. So there you go with Kelly Akari. Anything you all want to add on his performance in this game? Yeah, you know, um, just like you said, Tyron Smith was not in this game. They kind of they took him out. They took him out. They focused in on him. They tried to avoid, you know him getting the long ball stretching the defense and Kelly took advantage of that you know he when the, when he's one on one with the corner he's getting separation he's getting open and you know hey he dropped that pass it's unfortunate it looked like a solid pass it was a good play by the defender right it was a good play by the defender it was a DB. very tight window yeah yeah so um i'm not going to blame him too much but he looked he looked really good so uh, easy. easy yeah kelly Akari, if i had to give it to somebody on defense might uh, might swing it to tyrese knight just uh, by, by sure diligence and leading the team in total tackles but i think it's more of a collective for the defense it was more of a collective for their unit just playing yeah. a, st- a strong game so that's how i would credit it to them 
Uh, thanks to Win Supply El Paso for bringing us our hot hand of the game here on Minor Talk. While El Paso is finally out of the triple digits, you can escape the El Paso heat and get back to cool with Master Cool. Win Supply El Paso is official distri- uh, distributor of Master Cool evaporative coolers, and they don't want you to sweat it out while you wait for the temperature outside to cool off. Each system is priced lower than the box stores, and Master Cool can defy the Sun City heat. To locate your nearest Master Cool dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. That's the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. Now let's head over to our new start homes uh, drive of the game. Guys, we have several ones on this one. Actually, re- real quick, uh, Sal, anything else you'd like to add on uh, on Kelly Akari right there? Uh, I think um, using they're using him as the weapon as they think he is, which is great. So you saw some good flashes. And in a way, you talk about the disappointment of um, of Tyron Smith, but I think Akari picks up where Smith kind of leaves off. So we could see this game in and game out where there could be a 100-plus guy and a 50 guy. It's just about what's available to him. As long as one of those two is getting the opportunity, you know, in the, um, in the past game, I think that's what you're going for because it's going to be very tough to get both. There could be games where they have both too, so uh, I, I have no uh, no ill feelings or about the performance of Smith either. But Akari picking it up big time. I agree completely. Hey, uh, let's go to our drive of the game. I couldn't for the life of me understand why Jacksonville State did not go for it on fourth down. They drove all the way inside UTEP territory. They had a productive drive. They made back to uh, I think it was like back to back third down conversions. Then on a on their final third down, they drive it all the way down, and it's like a fourth and two or fourth and one situation and they kick a field goal which they missed at that point it was a 44 yard field goal that was missed UTEP took over on the following possession and orchestrated an eight play 74 yard drive that lasted four minutes for the Miners and I thought that one was really key for UTEP because that was the one where Kelly Akari caught that 32 yard touchdown reception thrown by Gavin Hardison Uh, that one for me is the drive of the game eight plays 74 yards four minutes in time of possessions guys we didn't see a long drive and a long sustaining touchdown drive by UTEP in this one like we may have thought they did not do a good job of controlling the ball to where they actually controlled it but also scored a touchdown to cap it off yeah you know um when I when I look at that drive and I'm kind of thinking to myself you know when UTEP really needed to score, when they needed to get a touchdown, you know, you look to the end of the half and then the end of the first half where Deion Hankins, he has that one-yard touchdown in that drive. And even that last drive, you know, they got pretty close into field goal range almost. You know, it looked like they could move the ball. They could move the ball when they really needed to. And uh, that's kind of what hurts me that, you know, they, they had their opportunities to, you know, move the ball efficiently but other than that you know that drive was really good they needed a big boy drive they needed to put together a long drive Kelly Carey got open and um, that was a really exciting drive hey check out the biggest factory direct inventory in El Paso it is new start homes from mobile homes to tiny homes to a new work space for your office check out new start homes they're located out in Horizon they've got a location out in Las Cruces as well and they're building another location in East Texas 
They have the best price, a great service team, extended warranties, and the best part, easy financing. That's right. You could take advantage of affordable homes starting at just $550 a month. That's $550 a month for a brand new home from New Start Homes. And I've toured the mobile homes out of New Start Homes. They're as modern and as nice as you can imagine. I actually, I want to like retire in one of these and just live off the grid one day. <laughs> I'll just be your get, neighbor, dude. Yeah, let's do let's it. Do let's it. just get two tiny homes and you could be with uh, Samir and Selma. I'll just be with Alyssa and the dogs. So we'll, we'll be hanging. So it'll be great. Uh, NewStartHomesEP.com. That is NewStartHomesEP.com to learn more about New Start Homes, which brings us our drive of the game every single UTEP football game. Guys, it's time, it's time to turn the page and look over to next week. The Miners host Incarnate Word. It is 80s night out at the Sun Bowl. Uh, Jim Center, Director of Athletics, talked about how the tickets were pacing really well. That's about it, man. I don't know about the walk-up traffic. I don't know about how how they'll do there. Uh, I think they'll get hype knowing it's the first home game, and this town just loves to support sports. So I think that's a cool thing. Uh, you know, when things are exciting, they want to support. Um, but I don't know, man. Over under twenty five thousand. What are you guys saying? Well, wait, wait, wait. they said it was twenty five thousand issues. Yeah. So let's say, all right, over under thirty two thousand uh, ticket sales. Over under. Go ahead, Sal. Uh, sales, I think over. Okay. But um, attendance, like tickets actually being scanned and they're in their seats under. Okay. So you're taking the under on that one. So you don't think they'll get seven thousand uh, ticket sales? Between the time when Jim Center spoke and the like they, kickoff, they, they may sell like they, they might pull off some some yeah. package deal. But as far as like people who actually go to the, the game, seats? yeah, I think under. Okay, Zay. Yeah, I agree with Sal. I think they may sell over thirty two thousand, but I don't think they'll actually have thirty two thousand in the Sun Bowl. Maybe I'll push. Maybe thirty two thousand is the right uh, mark right there. Maybe I'll say mm. just right at, right at thirty two thousand. I mean, that they'll announce. They'll announce thirty two thousand. Yeah, I maybe. Mean, hey, they, they got a great uh, the great idea and theme behind it all. So uh, those jerseys look awesome. Man. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm ready to watch uh, and see it in person. I want to see this team in person. It yeah. hurts me not. To seeing this team in person or you know even just watching them on the game i have to be like my ideal watching is like either in person or here in the studios when i've got headphones in and the game on i love being with people and watching the game but it's just hard i was i was distracted at times and it was just me out there so i was like doing raffles by myself like throwing out the mic and stuff like that so during timeouts i didn't get to assess stats like i usually do so um next time around it's coming up on saturday i'm ready to go I'll, i'll be there binoculars ready to go uh zay will be there sal will be here we'll all have minor talk again coming up next week um Let's go, guys. Let's have a good season. I'm ready to go. This is the first of many. 17,000 were out at Jacksonville State in Jacksonville, Alabama mm-hmm. to watch as the Gamecocks defeated the Miners. Uh, and I think that'll do it for us tonight. I think that's going to be it. Um, any final thoughts here as we wrap things up and we head out to the home opener game? Incarnate Word is going to be the matchup for the Miners. Yeah, this is a game that uh, early on it's a must win. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think many people viewed it as such. Uh, but either way, though, you have a chance to uh, get some momentum in your direction because you have a very long time after that before you're playing in El Paso again. So do you know do something that could build that momentum. 
um, early on because as crazy as it sounds, it's only one game out of a 12-game season. It's not True. even 10% of your season. So you have a chance to um, to improve all year. Yeah. Zay? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, you know, go out there, take care of business. You know, don't don't uh, mess around. You know, a couple years ago when they played Bethune-Cookman, there was definitely some times that game made me sweat. So uh, don't mess around. I'll be interested to see uh, on the updates, the injury updates on Mike Franklin and Marcus Bellin. Uh, hopefully mm-hmm. they're okay because, you know, those are two, you know, pretty – important pieces to this offense but um other than that i just want to see how they respond to adversity losing game one don't let it affect your season like it did last year i'm with you don't let anything uh derail you and like last year like last year i thought it snowballed them in in a negative way losing to north texas the way that they did uh that was a lot more lopsided i wish i should say last year compared to this season's loss uh season opening loss to jacksonville state but nonetheless um that'll i think that'll do it for us here on the show thank you everybody for being out there at the district we'll be back uh uh, next week at um of course the district uh for either the post game show or watch party we'll let you know during the week on sports talk we'll be back in action monday for sports talk uh sal zay and myself all three of us will rejoin each other next saturday for minor talk as well but uh thank you so much for listening to minor talk presented by the oscar arieta agency right here on 600 espn el paso have a great night everybody You've been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts.